fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Yeah, you are. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode number 300. 300. That's insane. That is... That's a lot. This Who is, lets this happen? This is Sparta. Three, it's, not, uh-oh. it's not that 300. It's not that 300. Anyway, it is episode number 300. Um, before we jump into the episode and, and get talking about what we're here to talk about tonight, um, very, very quickly, I have uh, I have my podcasting team for life here with me tonight. Uh, I've got Jeff Mazuka. Jeff, how are you doing? Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm drinking a little bit, so I'm better. You, hey, that's, you're in good company then. I, I am as well. Pat, how no, are you good. doing? I'm good. It's good, good to be here. Good, good. It's good to have you back, Jeff. It's good to. It is good you. to have you back. We haven't had yeah, you. Yeah, I'll around. see. You, I'll uh, after this. I'll see you guys for episode three fifty. There we go. There we go. Right on. Okay, we'll, after we log off tonight, we'll start planning it. Yes. Great. Yeah. I've got ideas. Good. <laughs> that involves the Shirley. You can't be serious podcast. Oh, there we go. There we go. We we need to get those guys on. In fact, I think. I'm going to go ahead and say this now because it's probably by the time this episode of ours comes out, it's going to be very, very close to one of their next episodes coming out. Um, I think one of their next next episodes that's coming out in early June is going to be the one where I was a guest host on it. So okay. I'm excited about that. I'm not sure yet if I'm allowed to say what it is because I okay. know sometimes they like to wait until like right up until the last minute to kind of announce what the show is. Drunk so. puppets? Uh, no, that would be excellent, though. Oh. We were okay. for the for the audience playing along at home. Uh, we were coming up with some ideas uh, because on Zoom, I have a very awkward picture of a very frightened beaker from the Muppets uh, standing behind me. And um, we came up with the idea of what the Muppets would sound like if they were drunk. And uh, I, I think we've come up with a, with a good movie title. We've got the Muppets Drink Manhattans. And I think this would be I think this needs to be made right now. Yeah, I, I think I think this needs we need to start this. We need to make this movie right now. I, I think it has to be there. I think it has to be there. I agree. And I just and I just want to I just want to say a quick shout out to the uh, thirty the surely you can't be serious guys man I I dug the Van Halen Van Hagar one and I just got done listening to uh, uh, I'm not listening in order I'm jumping around but they did Braveheart versus uh, Gladiator I really enjoyed that one too mm-hmm. it was fun hearing the uh, the debate you know and uh, the history of the movie I I just thought it was uh, just great man guys keep it up awesome really cool. My struggle with that one was I couldn't take sides. Because I kind of I kind of pulled a little bit of a pat. And I'm like, uh, Braveheart, Gladiator, I, I love them all. I just yeah yeah I I can't decide between those two. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we also got Bo Warmbold. Bo, how you doing? I'm well, John. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, and Pat, Cheers. we we've we've already uh, and and but what is your drink of choice tonight, Bo? Uh, Jameson and ginger. There we go. There we go. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, Jeff, what were what were you uh, enjoying this evening? Uh, just a, a straight pour of uh, Woodford Reserve. A little there bit we of, go. Yeah, you know, it's a little tasty. Yeah. There you go. I, I'm enjoying a, a bit of the uh, Glenlivet tonight as well. Um, and Patrick, you were talking. I don't know if I introduced you by name, but uh, according to Zoom, we have Patrick Can't Six Quaguallo with us tonight. <laughs> yeah, I got to figure out how to fix that thing. Yes, it's uh, it's good to be here. And I want to say a special shout out to uh, our, 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 our compatriot, Bo, who sent me uh, this wonderful background. So I get to broadcast from the op center of Deep Space Nine. So nice. I suppose I, I could be drinking anything from canard to prune juice. It really just depends. There you go. Whatever Quark has on tap. Whatever Quark has on tap. Mm-hmm. Say you're drinking Picard? No, canard oh. or prune juice. Okay. <laughs> though, though Bo is hanging out at Chateau Picard, so. Bo is yes. at him. Yeah. I misplaced my smoking jacket. I apologize. Okay. That, that's all right. That's all right. I was listening to the Greatest Generation uh, podcast. Oh, no. Which and, episode? And I did like how they pointed. Uh, let's see. Which one was it? It was... Um, uh, was it May the Fourth Be With You? Suck it. I think it was that <laughs> okay. one. Okay, <laughs> that was the title. Um, yeah, and uh, I, they, they did their one bit about. Um, I think it was when Morn had died. Okay, and they were like, you know, so nobody has ever pointed out that Quark's business relies almost entirely on one person. Like the fact that he's about to go out of business because one of his patrons died. I know it's, it's a horrible business model. Oh my gosh! Right? I know those guys are hilarious too. Those guys are funny. And also tonight, we've got Dennis Matuch. Dennis, how you doing? How you guys doing? Good. I'm doing hey, good. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Hail the gang's all here. <laughs> it's like the first time in how long, isn't it? I know. Yeah, this has been a while. It's been it's a little exciting. Have, we got to have uh, Epiversary episodes a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Jeff is, I haven't seen Jeff in forever. <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was the restraining order. All right. Well, before we jump in tonight, to talk about legal matters. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, we can't talk about that until the uh, the trial's over. Okay, I'm sorry. Stat- going statute of limitations and, and whatnot. Uh, it is episode number 300, so it is our 300th anniversary. Um, let me take you back in time for just a moment. The year was 2015. Uh, we started this podcast in February of 2015, and. Uh, it was basically a group of friends who kind of decided to take their love of movies from maybe some heated and or friendly debates in the teacher's lounge and uh, decided to then just blast it all over the pod waves for anybody who was willing to listen. And we started off, uh, obviously we started off in 2015. So we kind of chose the 1984, 1985 for that first year and progressed on from there. Um, and I've actually recently gone back and listened to some of our earlier episodes. And I know a lot of times I hear from podcasters, they're like, yeah, don't, don't do that. It's, it's going to be kind of depressing when you listen to your early episodes. And actually, no, they're not too bad. I guess, you know, some of our stuff is a little different, but um, I was actually going back and listening a little bit to the one that we had done where we uh, had breakfast in the library at Middle North. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bo, okay. Bo, your wife was there, and uh, Jason, <clears throat> Jason was there, and had brought some sushi with him. And uh, I think we recorded sixteen candles and, and breakfast, club. Uh, breakfast club for that one. Yeah, yep. so. I think it was a John Hughes theme, wasn't it? Maybe or yeah, yeah. It was a, mm-hmm. yeah I think it was John Hughes in general. Yeah, and and the uh, the breakfast dish that was enjoyed that day, uh, we still make on a regular basis. Nice. Thank your wife for that, John. Nice, nice. Very, very quickly, I thought I'd just kind of run through some of the fun stuff we've done for our other epiversaries. Um, our first one, not so much an epiversary, but we, on our 50th episode, uh, it was our most infamous episode when we did the Three Amigos. Uh, infamous. Mm-hmm. It means infamous. more than famous. Um, 
And then uh, episode number 100 was our favorite holiday movies. Episode number 150 was our favorite movie music. Um, do you remember how many like days it took to record that one? Mm-hmm. It was worth days. it. It, it, it was. was days. It, it was. That's it was right. basic. It was really days. Like it took days to rec- actually it took agonizing days to plan for that one too and figure and out. I'm sure to edit it as well. It it took a it, a bit a bit. Um, and let's see. Episode number 200 was our guilty pleasure movies. Uh, 250. That was 250, like 50 episodes ago, uh, was our top five 80s cartoons. And this time around, episode number 300 is going to be our most quotable or referenced movies. So, Pat, you want to maybe share for just a second about how this came about? Because we were throwing around some different ideas for what our 300th could be. And then we started some lists of referenced and quotable movies anyway. But it was kind of, you know, you, you well, and I think you and Jeff in particular kind of uh, had an idea to, to start a list of quotable movies and for a specific reason. Yeah. And so it kind of like all great things that happen uh, at our school, it starts with getting a student teacher, right? So uh, we have a student teacher and uh, his name's Gabe. Guy's fantastic. I mean, the guy started and it was straight up like, okay, forget the student. This guy knows what he's about, man. He was awesome, awesome um, uh, teacher. And it was great talking with him. However, you know, in any of our conversations, um, you know, movie quotes and movie references form like a key component of the discussion, right? Like how many times are we in our classrooms or in a situation or in a meeting when it's like, hey guys, it's kind of like that movie or hey, it's like this quote or something like that. And there were all these movie quotes that he was just like, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that movie. I'm like, oh, Gabe, you haven't seen that movie. Put that on the list. You got to put it on the list. Okay. And so we'd be going through the whole thing. And, and then Jeff and I started talking about it and it was like, okay, well, you know, we started talking about how it is a fact that movie quotes and movie references, and by extension, book quotes, book references, TV, musical, uh, theater, all that, they form such a component of how we speak. And, you know, it's, it, was, it, it, it ended up going, we went into kind of a deep dive conversation, right, Jeff? I mean, about like, you know, is that just unique to us? Or is like society, are we so, does it just hinge on being able to speak metaphorically about like, oh, it's like that time in the movie, you know? And yeah, then it, and I, I still don't have an answer for that either. I know because it's, 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 it's just fun to discuss. I don't know how to find an answer for that. I know. Those in my circles tend to lean more towards quoting movies like I do. Right. So I don't know if that's just because that's something that's drawn me towards other people or if that's just something that everybody does. Right. We're all uh, just mentally ill and that's why we all gravitate to each other yeah maybe but i mean but sometimes it just just works oh boy don't stop i knew it was coming plenty of times where i will either like post something up online or i'll say something in a group of family or friends and they'll look at me like i'm from another planet and be like but guys that's from did why don't you know and and then i'll then i'll save it for you guys and i'll come around and be like hey guys this and then just when you guys get it right away i'm like okay clearly there is a very like specific slice of pop culture friends that get all this stuff. And I, I don't, I think part of it's because we love movies so much and, and, you know, we we're ingrained, you know, this, this pop culture is ingrained in us and, and film and these stories are ingrained in us. I, I, but I do have, you know, quite a few times where there might be somebody where I might post something up online as a joke, you know, on Facebook or somewhere like that. And I'll have family that will text me like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. what do you mean? Am I okay? Like, no, I, it, it seemed like so, when you posted on Facebook, it seemed like something was wrong. I was like, no, nothing's wrong. It's from a movie. Oh, oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. 
Well, okay. I, I mean, and I think we all experience that a lot, and it's so frustrating. But I, I also look at it as the, the movie quotes are also going to be a source of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, hope for the future. Because I think you know we're all in education here. And it's one of those things where I'll quote a movie during a class or something. And when there's a kid out there who gets it, you're just like, yes. And like everything else stops. You're like, this kid's awesome. You get that. And you start talking about the movie for five, 10 minutes. Now that goes back to all the, all the way when I was in school too. So I had Mr. Evangelista, a bunch of teachers and language arts teacher from my high school. Same thing. They quote a quote a movie or something like that. And you'd be like, mom, you'd be like, wow, you saw that movie. And it's like, there's hope for the future that this young kid saw this movie, you know? So whenever you get mm-hmm. those moments, it's like you get the frustration of where people don't get it sometimes and you have to defend yourself or be like yeah i'm okay um like you just said and then there's other times when a kid just picks it up and you're like yes this kid's awesome still right? still my one of my favorite stories is when i was working on something in the library at the middle school <laughs> and yeah jeff knows where this is going <laughs> awesome. and i'm i think i'm sitting there like loading something onto some ipads that were in a cart somewhere and and uh so i'm i'm sitting there working and, and jeff is supervising his students that are there right. and there's a couple of kids sitting nearby on a computer and and Jeff, you know, Jeff says something like, I don't remember what you said to me, but you said something like, hey, do you want to, you know, I'm, I'm showing this video in my class later. Do you want to come by and, and take a look at it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I responded with, Jeff, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilder to frame for it. I'm swamped. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember, I, Jeff, I don't remember if you replied back. You're like, well, get some rest. If you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. And one of the, of the two kids that were sitting nearby. Well, the there were two, yeah, there were two kids sitting yeah. right there. And one of the girls was just like staring, like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. another, girl, another girl leaned over and she goes, it's from a movie. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think she specifically said it's from Princess Bride. And I was like, she okay, may have. Just, I was like, in which case, I was like, like, well, you get an A. You give that kid an A. Yep. Give that kid, I don't know who this kid is, but you give her an A right now. We should just like, you know, pass, go, go directly to graduation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that is still yep. one of my favorite moments. No more training do you require? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I'm bummed that uh, the school year is wrapping up the way that it is because on the last day of school, my classes I usually uh, while in class with here endeth the lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not gonna, not really going to have the opportunity to do that this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, it, and and so, anyways, I, I think it was. Well, we it's could, a cool hey, you know what? We we could find we could find a stairwell, and we could do like a Zoom reenactment of a, another scene from that movie if you want to. I mean, yeah, we could we could do all that stuff. All kind of all kinds of virtual stuff we can do. Yeah, so. I got a baseball bat. If any of you guys want to volunteer to sit at a table for a minute, there you go. <laughs> it depends on how the work days go. I'll let you know. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. Well, so before we jump into the actual episode itself and, and we start getting into our... Um, well, did Pat finish quotable, his story? Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you finish your story about your, your student uh, teacher? No, uh, yeah. I cut him off and oh, okay. tan- well, I don't tangents know. Well, ensued. Yeah, well, but that, that was kind of it because I kind of got away from there and then it became this discussion of how should we track this? I mean, are, are there, you know, certain, you know, do we quote certain movies and are they our favorite movies or is it just like it might be isn't even a good movie but we end up quoting it and we talked about tracking our quotes and doing the whole thing and then for a while we were talking about like okay let's just make up a list of movies that Gabe needs to see and I think we had it somewhere in the vicinity of one to two hundred thousand movies and so it was like okay we we, we got to simplify so then that I think you know, just kind of became as we were casting about for the idea of this. That yeah, like like what movies do we reference so he can understand some of where yeah, so he can understand some of where we're coming from with our quotes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it's just sort of like 
it, it took on a couple different, uh, a couple different ideas mm-hmm. until finally it was, this is what we're doing. Go. I kind of feel like we should have him on, on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I was talking to him and fortunately he couldn't join us, but he's been asking the last couple of weeks. He's like, Hey, when does the episode come out? I want to hear the episode, you know? So it's, well, Gabe, this is for you. This is for you. Yeah. And like I said, man, great guy. Fantastic. Well, fantastic guy. Yeah. Fantastic teacher. It's, it's really been great getting to know him and uh, you know, he's not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. well, obviously away from Hawthorne, but I mean, you know, we could get him on an, another point. So, yeah. So this, this episode will probably come out at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after, you know, it, maybe if he has a chance to listen to it after it comes out, maybe we can get him on sometime in June, do kind of a, you know, follow up or a reaction yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. And, and I think it would be worth it just to throw out, I mean, maybe cause I'm standing in the op center of deep space nine, but I think it'd be worth throwing out there that there was a next generation episode that hinged around a culture that spoke entirely by metaphor and story reference. And it was really a great, I thought it was a great episode because when you see what they're doing, it kind of, it, it, to our discussion and our, our, our thing earlier, it was like, yeah, what, what would happen if you had an entire society that referenced stories that they grew up with or every scene could boil down to some kind of a, a life experience or a, 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 a story that they'd read or consumed or anything. So anyways, a fun concept. All right. Well, before we jump into, I, I mean, I guess I should give our spoiler thing. We're going to talk a whole bunch about movies and we're just going to spoil stuff left and right. So just be kind of aware of that. Um, if you have not left us an iTunes review, please go ahead and do that. Uh, five-star review. Um, my son actually got into my Google doc here and added, if you don't, we will find you. That's maybe a little <laughs> more aggressive than we tend to like to go with here, but you know, he's a 12 year old boy. Um, and then visit our website, 30podcast.com. Yeah, good so for you, John Ezra. Yeah, there we go. You know, he's, he's doing what he can to try. Don't let he'll, anyone push you around, man. He, well, and, and he'll listen to this too. So, you know, he'll, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll. As long as he doesn't know where I live, I fully support his endeavors. He might he now. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then visit our website, 30podcast.com. That's got all the different ways you can interact with us. Call the voicemail line. Uh, find all of our past episodes. There are 299 other episodes that you can listen to beyond this one. So, um, and they're all spectacular. They're all spectacular. Eh. I mean, are they all spectacular? No, they're not. I feel like there was one or two that, you know, maybe we phoned it in. Um, I don't know. There's something, somewhere in there, there's something about boats that, like, got everybody excited. I don't know what that was. Did we do an episode on, <laughs> on, on Leonard Part 6? No, actually, I was going to do an episode on Leonard Part 6. I was going to do, um, was it the, I was going to do one for the Razzies for 87. Was that 87? I think letter part six might've been 87. Um, I was going to do a Razzie's one for 87 and I just, I think I just ran out of time and didn't do it. Actually, you know what it was? I was having a hard time finding a copy of it at the time. I'm not surprised. So, I, no, no, I did. I, although I will admit I did watch that movie more than once as a child. So I probably could remember portions of it without having watched it. I did want to kind of just take a step back for a moment and just very, very quickly. It's been, 300 episodes counting this one and uh, originally when we started off we had uh, had all the the folks that we have with us here and uh, we also had Jason Ko who's somebody else that we work with and he had been on with us for a lot of those kind of early episodes um, and then he had to step away from the podcast so it's been pretty much the core group ever since then but uh, I just wanted to we'll, we'll get um, we'll get a little sappy here for a second and, and I'll go around for just a minute and I'll say it has been an absolute pleasure and joy uh, just to talk movies with you guys to plan this stuff out every time and for the last five years to keep this thing going every week. Um, so um, 
you know, I, I just, I very quickly, since this is our kind of epiversary episode, I did want to say just to each of you that, you know, individually, Jeff, I always appreciate whenever you're on the podcast, all of the kind of the, the depth of knowledge that you have of film history that you bring to it. And, you know, particularly with Disney and musicals and, and all of that. Um, Thank you, John. You know, I always, always appreciate your perspective on all those things. Um, Bo, just, you know, your, your joy of the movies and what you bring to like the stories of watching these with your family back in the day. And Bo, I would like to officially apologize because I, I feel like maybe I might pick on you a little bit more than I do the others. Um, maybe well, there, it's because there's you a lot I, more, to, there's a lot more to pick on with Bo. Well, with and, and Bo and I have, Bo and I have known each other a whole lot longer, you know, there's a history there, together. isn't there? There's a history there. I, when I was back listening to our second episode, the one where we did um, breakfast club and 16 candles as we're going around and everybody is listing off their names, we go around the circle. And when your wife hops on and, and says, and I'm Donna Warmbold, I jump in right after that. And I say, Donna is here to bring the woman's perspective on this movie. It was going to be Bo, but then his wife showed up. So I realized, wow, all the way from episode two, I'm already picking on Bo for something. And it kind of went from there to the, the wax on wax off. So Bo, I just, I want to officially say, I, I do appreciate you. Cheers. And I appreciate you for, for the hours and hours you put into this that none of us see. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you. The reason yeah. it, it sounds is, good is because you care. It is. Yeah. It, it is mostly a pleasure. <laughs> Sometimes right. it's a chore, but it's, it's a fun <laughs> chore. Um, and then, uh, Dennis, um, I was gonna was gonna say to you that you know just as you bring in kind of the as someone who has taught children how to make movies and and kind of the practicalities of filmmaking and the art side of things um, that I always enjoy your perspective that you bring from the you know sometimes the the technical side of things that you you know you know having taught it to children that you know some of the you know technical bits and pieces of filmmaking and writing and all those things so I always appreciate how you're able to bring that stuff in. Um, all the stuff, all the stuff Pat doesn't seem to get. Now, in his, <laughs> in his, in his, in his, in his oh, defense, yep, about four, say, maybe like three or four episodes ago? ago, yep, yeah. about three or four episodes ago, he started talking camera angles. So, in his defense, <laughs> he's learned something in three hundred episodes. <laughs> I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. No, our little boy's yep. grown up. The circuit is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man. I just want to say right back to, I mean, we're all going to say this, but yeah, this thing would have, would have gone for five years if it wasn't for John. Yeah. Definitely. Amen. I mean, he was the good. Because yeah. we all had probably times where we either couldn't make it for other certain things and, you know, other, like I was out, out for a while, I think, whether it be coaching, whatever it is, people having babies, you know, all this other stuff. And, uh, and you, 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 you just had the discipline to keep it going, yeah. which is, which is good. A lot of things would have died. I know. And then it takes a lot of, a lot, a lot of time, a lot of the editing, especially when we go off on a tangent and, and throw in some things that shouldn't be there. Which is rare. To, to protect all of our jobs. I mean, he had to do some creative editing. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I, it's not that I've kept a copy of everything. <laughs> I mean, but not that he uh, hasn't kept a copy of everything you noticed. I mean, I do have a stack of external hard drives sitting over here, and I don't recall what's on them, but, you know. Well, I still have lots of blackmail tapes. Too. I was oh, just going to say, between Reed's <laughs> audio sure of this podcast and Matusha's video of, J- morning of Chaos Parties, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, yeah. It's filed under the Carosa files. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, but I, I definitely appreciate it because, yeah, this is always a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, and then Pat, just your your general excitement, and you know, just your and 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 your not that anybody else is not open to you know new movies and experience new things. Just kind of your openness to be like, hey, I don't know what this movie is, and I'm gonna give it a try, and you know, just and and your, I don't know. I, I go back to some of the times where even if you hated something, for the most part, except for if it's a David Lynch movie, if you hated God. something, you were still like, hey, it's just not for me. Um, but I think I think you and I are kind of on the same wavelength there. If it's if it's David Lynch, no, we just <laughs> yeah, that would I it's still not happening. that would I still that someone put up uh, Blue Velvet or something was talking about that and something I was reading and going off about wonderful and it, it's just revel and I'm just like I just don't get it I just <laughs> don't get it and and right back at John just thank you and and seriously I want to throw in what everyone else has said first of all this is cool because it's it's really fun you know we're kind of a, a motley assemblage of people with each different things that we bring to this, which when you look at any of the great heist movies and all that, they always have that, you know, there's those different angles or Magnificent Seven or Seven Samurai, each, you know, guy has his own thing. And that's, and that's just cool to come together and hit these movies from different perspectives and, and just sitting back and listening. And, and it's just like, wow, I, I never saw it in those terms or I never, you know, and so all the things, John, that you said about all you guys, yeah, you guys are great. I mean, you guys are awesome. And John, right back at you. I mean, you know, to, bring together, you know, the love of movies and just putting this all together. And obviously the, the tech angle and editing it and, and this is your vision and you're carrying it and you're putting it out there, which is fun. But then also just leading people is hard, right? Because, you know, you can either be like, this is when we're getting together and podcasting or, oh, well, show up if you want. And, you know, that kind of would be a little bit of a haphazard result, but you know, you really try to make it accessible to all of us and, and make it work for all of us. And, and uh, it's cool that we can say after 300 episodes, we're, we can still come together and talk about movies. And I, I look forward to this time. You know, it's just like podcast is tonight. This is going to be fun, you know. So it's, um, it's very cool. So thank you. Thank all you guys. Yeah, man. John, thanks for letting us come along on this ride with you. This was, yeah. Your, yeah. This was your idea five years ago. And, uh, you know, just allowing us to join you has just been, it's been a blast every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, that's this, this is something that even before we started, I, I kept having these ideas. I'm like, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. I don't know what to do, but I want to do a podcast. And, you know, being able to, you know, Pat, as you said, being able to just jump on here, especially now when, you know, you can't be around other people because of all the like stay at home orders and everything else. It's, it's just nice to be able to get together, even though we're not together together. Um, it's just nice to get together and talk some movies and, um, you know, and, and that was something I know we joked early on, you know, I think it was one of our first first few episodes. We're like, hey, what movie are you excited to podcast about? And of course, Pat's response is Batman. <laughs> I'm like, OK, Pat, that's like four and a half years from now. Like, it, do you have something a little bit closer? Batman. And what's been Batman. really fun? It's awesome. It's just awesome. I got nothing. I can't wait. <laughs> the Matrix. I don't know. Um, and just, you know. At the time, I was like, that, "That's ridiculous!" Like the fact that you even shout out Batman, they're like, "That's like four and a half years from." <laughs> I can't even fathom getting to Batman four and a half years from now. And what are we now? Like a year past Batman? Yeah, yeah. It was eighty nine, yeah. so we're we're like a year past Batman now. But yeah, because we did it at the beginning of eighty nine. I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna make you wait any longer. It'll be the first episode of nineteen eighty nine." So, John, in all seriousness, did you expect us to reach three hundred episodes, or to expect it to run? five years or did you just sort of think like this will be good for a while but you know i just i don't think it'll last as long as i'd want it to or, or what's your thought on that like did, yeah did, i i didn't know i didn't know if we'd make it to 300 
Um, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of podcasts that I would listen to before and, and ones who, you know, as, as I would listen to them, I'd be like, man, these, these guys are great. Like if I ever do a podcast, I, I want to do some of the same stuff they're doing. Cause I love listening to their shows and, and, you know, they would get like 50 episodes in and then life would happen and they would take like a two month break. And then they'd come back for a couple episodes and then other things would happen and they would, and it took like one of my favorite podcasts. It, it must've taken them, I don't know, three years to get to like episode number 78 or something like that. Um, and so I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, we're going to give this a try to like, keep this going. I know originally we started as kind of a monthly thing. And then I was like, well, no, I, we got a lot of movies to talk about. This will be fun if we can make it weekly. And I was like, okay, well, I weekly, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep this up or not, but you know what, we'll, we'll do what we can do. And we'll just, it'll be, you know, it, it, we'll just have fun with it. And if it gets to a point where we're not having fun with it anymore, then we'll stop. So, um, I don't know. That was kind of my thought is like, we'll just keep it going until we're not having fun. Cause I figure if we're not having fun anymore, anybody listening is not going to have fun either. So I, at this point, you know, we've, we've hit what we've hit now. We've gone five years. We've gone 300 episodes. I, I've joked about this a couple of times, you know, uh, my son, John came in here earlier and he's like, are you going to talk about the last episodes of the clone wars cartoon? Cause it just like the last episode just aired and it was awesome. And I was like, well, I don't know, like 30 years from now. Sure. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're like, I'm like, well, no, actually, if it's, I don't know, if it's still fun, we'll still be going 30 years from now. It's like, you're kidding, right? No, not necessarily. No. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. None of us will know how technology works at that point. We'll all be shouting into our microphones, but. Right. It just, it'll be implanted into our brains, but. You're right. We'll just think it and it'll happen. Yeah. Dennis will be a brain in a jar, so. I thought Dennis would be dead and frozen. Uh, it'll be a small jar. Maybe. Okay. No, your brain, not... Well, anyway. Hey, now. <laughs> oh. Hey, oh. Love you, Dennis. Beaker, don't listen to that. <laughs> me, me, me. Um, <laughs> so, I, one thing I did want to say real quickly, though, if anybody wants to kind of get to know some of us a little bit better, um, we do have, if you go further back, like to our first year of episodes, we did do individual episodes where we kind of talked about some of our favorite movies. Well, most of us. All, almost. Did, I was going to say, I'm almost. still waiting for Dennis's episode. I was still, <laughs> still waiting for Dennis's episode from that first year. But, um, you know, Dennis, he's... I never got a call. No, you, you got several calls. <laughs> he didn't get a Zoom. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> I don't know if Zoom existed back then. Well, That's a good question. We'll get, uh, we'll, we'll get Dennis's episode in here. So, okay, you have no excuses now because you've had five years to think about it. That's right. I, oh. need a, I need a, I need to know the questions again. Okay. I'll, I'll see if I can dig them up on my angel fire website and see if I can find them. <laughs> you might have to go back to GeoCities. GeoCities. It might be on my GeoCities website. Yeah. GeoCities. <laughs> I'll use my dial up and get there. I had to post it right. on my MySpace. Do you? Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Pat doesn't know what any of these things are. So I was just like, wait, what are we talking? Like, what are we talking about? Was that a category for tonight? I had to prepare. Geo, geo my Facebagram. Is that what it is? Yeah. Just, just send me something on my Hotmail account. Okay. Well, so our format for tonight, uh, we did, we, we kind of shared with each other and we actually put this out on social media. So thank you for those people. Some people did uh, kind of chime in and give us some of their responses as well. Thank basically you, Oklahoma. We yeah, basically the Oklahoma contingent. We had a few others, a few other movie podcasts actually chimed in and gave us some of theirs too. But oh, yes, our, our Oklahoma contingent uh, did, did share quite a bit. And I do enjoy when I listen to their show, they do refer to us as the Illinois contingent. So uh, it is, it is nice to have that little back and awesome. forth with them. And 
Um, would would actually love to get them in as uh, you know guest hosts with us on one of the podcasts we're doing sometimes. So um, I think we might actually have some shows coming up in June or July that uh, one of those guys said that they would be interested in in uh, being a guest on here with us. So so we'll see if we can get Fine. them on here and organize some of that. So basically what we got is we sent out our different categories and our categories for tonight are, and, and the basic premise is these are most quotable or referenced movies. So while we might talk about the writing and the dialogue of the movies in general, it's not necessarily which movies have the best story or the best writing. These are the movies that we tend to reference or quote the most. So a lot of these are very personal to each of us. So we may have very personal reasons. You know, if, if I'm looking at my list of movies, one movie may have, may have won out over another one, and, and maybe the one that lost was a very well-told story, um, well-written movie, but this is one that I quote more often. So that's kind of what we're looking at with each of these categories and our different categories, and we'll go through each category one by one. Uh, categories are action, comedy, drama, sci-fi horror, fantasy, and 1990s. And within that, the way we broke this down was um, I asked each of us to pick one movie and then to pick what you considered to be kind of an average Joe quote, like the general public might know this. If you said this line, they may be like, ah, that's from that movie. And then what's an expert level quote? So like this would be one that only you or your very close group of friends that all quote movies to each other would know this quote and you'd be able to recognize what movie it's from. So that being the case, let's go ahead and get started. So our first category tonight, we're going to run through these. So we'll all do our action movies first, and then we'll go on to comedy and, and so on and so forth. So our first one tonight is our action movies. Um, does anybody want to start us off? I mean, I can go just straight to our, to our chart here, and, and Bo would be the first one if I go to our chart here. So in our action movies, Bo, what have you got? Uh, one of our recent picks uh, from, from 1990, The Hunt for Red October, um, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. One that I can go back to in a moment's notice, pick up anywhere, set the remote down, and zone out for the next however long. Um, so some of these quotes I think we talked about um, when we had the, when the movie was uh, was on our show. My average Joe quote is, uh, is from uh, Sean Connery's character, Captain Marco Ramius. Give me a ping, Vasily. Re-verify or arrange to target. One ping only. I, I, I just give me a ping for silly one ping only please I feel like that's one that everyone has heard over the years people that have never heard the movie have heard it they might not know what it is but that was my that was my uh, average Joe quote uh, my expert level quote I debated this one a lot um, the one I chose was another Marco Ramius quote hey bye be careful what you shoot at. Huh? Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. Right. Um, I use it all the time. I don't know how um, how expert level it is, though. But that's one that I felt like a lot of people look at me funny if they haven't seen the movie. Um, I did put an honorable mention on here, and this was my, my other expert level quote, and it was Sam Neill's character, Vasily Borden, I would like to have seen Montana. <laughs> I have used that when I've been disappointed in something, I will drop that. And sometimes people have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I actually said that one time, and, and I think Sharon had no idea what I was saying. When we were flying out, I think it was for a funeral, we were flying out to Seattle. 
And we had to stop over for maybe like 45 minutes in Montana. And so we, we stopped and it was long enough that we got off the plane and we had a little bit of time. So basically we, I, I had never been to Montana. So I just wanted to walk outside and say that I had seen Montana. And so we did. And as we went outside, I just, I kind of, I made the quick little comments and I was like, I would like to see Montana. It's very nice. Okay. We, we can go outside and we did. And I got to see Montana and then we walked back in and got on our plane. That's funny. Right on. Um, I'm going to go Braveheart. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, and then I got to look at that chart because you guys have the, the average Joe quote, the one everybody gets, I think is, uh, is, is obviously the, um, the, uh, they may take away our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Expert one, uh, a little bit, I would probably go, a lot of people don't always get it when I say it, but it's the, um, uh, not, or sorry, it's uh, every man dies, not every man really lives. <laughs> we'll die, it will be awful. Every man dies. My uh, my high school, one of my high school football coaches, um, Bo, you would know. Um, I think it may, maybe he, re- I think he retired a few years ago. I feel like he just had kind of a milestone birthday though. Um, Carl Jenrick. Yeah. He was our uh, offensive line coach when I was in playing football in high school, and a lot of times. I believe, we, I believe you. I believe the offensive line had a nickname back then. We were the mules. Yes. Yep. 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 We were we were Jenrick's mules, and uh, so when it got towards the end of practice and it was time to have a little scrimmage. Um, we had on, on one of the fields we had, the offense would be practicing and then across kind of a, a group of trees, little grove, uh, next to the lake there, there would be the other field. And that was where the defense was practicing and it'd get to a certain point in practice and we'd see him kind of look at his watch and, uh, and he'd start to, he'd start to walk away a little bit. And I remember one time as he starts to walk away, one of the other players goes, Hey coach, should we follow you? Where are you going? And he turns around and he goes, I'm going to pick a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to bring over the defense so that we could mm-hmm. you know, run a little scrimmage and, and pick a fight with the defense. So that was probably, and we, we had a, I remember the locker room, we had a big screen TV that they had purchased uh, for the foot. I think it was a gift that was given by the football parents and um, they had a big screen TV and pretty consistently that big screen TV showed only four things. And I'm surprised they let it get, let us get away with the four things that we watched in there. Mm-hmm. The four things we watched on that big screen TV were Braveheart um, the movie, the program with James Khan, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, delirious and Eddie Murphy raw. <laughs> I, I don't know how mm. we can, <laughs> I Ron don't know delirious are definitely pushing the envelope. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. How, but any, any of those four was on a pretty constant rotation on that big screen. Cool. Oh, but Braveheart is great. And, and, uh, the, uh, surely you can't be serious guys. That was a great episode when they did that. And, um, you know, listening to their show when they care, they did a comparison between, uh, uh, kind of a, a battle between Braveheart and Gladiator. And I was just like, ah, I, I love both of these movies. I, I actually can't wait to talk about Braveheart when we get to it on our show, but it's going to be a few more years. But um, no, Braveheart's a great one and very quotable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times it's just like, even in sports or whatever, just somehow you're like coaching a group of kids and you just want to like rile them up. And it's like, even, you know, just those quotes come into play. So doing this, it was like, 
try it the hard. I mean, and I know Jeff had trouble with this whole process too, a little bit, right? Struggling to narrow it down and correct. And it's, and that's, and that, and I was just kept saying, you know, cause this is quotable. So it's like the more common quotes. And, and I know you were saying it doesn't matter whether the film was good or not good, but it's like, I was trying to think, which one do I find myself throughout my, you know, like saying more often. So it might be one quote from a movie that I say a lot, or is it a movie that has a bunch of quotable things? And I guess your take is, is you're, you're going more for kind of the, the most quotes from a movie type of thing that has more frequent quotes or the one that was the hard thing for me. Yeah. I, I think it's, there's, there's, there's other movies that I probably can say that I, I know more quotes from, mm-hmm. but are they ones that I say that often? I, I think for me, it was you know ones. Uh, yeah. I think for me, it was ones that I say more often. Yeah. So not even necessarily quantity in the movie doesn't have to have a quantity. Right. It's more like exactly. It's like okay, what, yeah. What, what I do I use more often? Cause even, even with Braveheart, like there's several in Braveheart yeah. that I'll use in all kinds of situations. Oh. I, I pretty constantly either when I was teaching in the classroom or with my own kids, I'll use the line. Well, that is something we'll say. We should have to remedy, shouldn't we? Like I'll, I'll use that one a lot and nobody yeah. ever knows where that's from, but no, no. Yeah. And the, uh, the other thing was too, like just categorizing them, you know, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Like some of those things cross borders. Mm-hmm. So we might be a little liberal with that today. I don't know. That's fine. Or I might be. That's fine. I nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give you a hard time about it. Should have been like ten comedies allowed. <laughs> that was actually comedy was where I had a little bit of trouble. Comedies was down. tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeff. What have you got uh, for a quotable action movie? I went with Die Hard. Um. Welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) Well, my average Joe quote is, of course, yippee-ki-yay, mother Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother Well, my expert level quote is, you know, I I have to go to Hans Gruber. When Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer benefits of a classical education <laughs> and it's 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 that end part the benefits of a classical education i think yep, that that's really what makes that, it that sells that mm-hmm. that that whole quote i don't know i love it and i've tried to apply that 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 quote into different uh conversations before and sometimes i'll i'm either i'm it's one of those people either get it and they're like they smile and nod like oh well played or they have no idea what the hell i'm talking about and it, it's a shame I'm like, ah, well, you're just uneducated. You did not have a classical education. Right. One of my favorite, more obscure quotes from that one to use in regular everyday life is if somebody is getting frustrated about something and I'm like, they're, they're either not understanding what I'm saying or, or they're not listening to what I'm saying. I'll, I'll pull out the one. Does it sound like I'm trying to order a pizza? I have used that one several times before and lately. too. I, I love the diehard. And I don't know how many times I'll be into something and I just start like, you know, it'll be some bogus thing I got to do at work or whatever, or like, you know, something in the house and I'm trying to crawling up in the attic and doing something. And I'll always just be like, sure. Come to the coast. Relax. Have a great time. We'll have a few laughs. You know, like just saying, cause it just fits so well, yeah. you know, you're, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great choice, Jeffrey. Yeah. When you're, when you're neck deep in whatever it is that you don't want to be doing, you're like, how did it get to this? Why am I here? Yeah. Come yeah. on. We'll just do this real fast. It won't take a minute. Let's go up to the attic and let's do this thing. Let's go out to the yard and let's, Hey, let's shovel and dig up yeah. a whole 60 square foot garden area. <laughs> like all that stuff you start saying under your breath a little bit. Yeah. 
Boom. Sure, we'll all go to our houses. We'll do remote learning. It'll be a great time. You know, like it's just. <laughs> well, Patrick, for me, it is a great time. So I don't know if I, you're having problems. I, I, I know. I know. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, we can't all be PE teachers, unfortunately, but. Oh, gosh. Hey. Oh, <laughs> right, right. That's very true. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Dang, I, well played. <laughs> man. I'm going to be reminded of that when I go up a flight of stairs in about an hour oh, and a half. Oh, no, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I may just sleep in the basement tonight. Oh, man, it's, it's already May and the winter chill is still in the air. Holy cow. All right. So my pick for this one for action, Ed, same thing. I had a really hard time narrowing this down. But when I thought about it, I'm like, what? Okay, what action movie do I quote most often? What is constantly in my head or even just like around my house? And because my lovely wife enjoys this movie as well, and we tend to watch it at least once a year. Um, oftentimes, it was the movie that we would watch on her birthday. When we, uh, when we had a little bit less money, we would uh, go grab some Tombstone pizzas. And uh, on her birthday, we would cook up the Tombstone pizzas and we'd watch Tombstone. So my pick for this one would be Tombstone. Um, my average Joe quote. Wretched slugs. Don't any of you have the guts to play for blood? I'm your huckleberry. That's just my game. And uh, I, this one, I kind of had a hard time because I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know if I know anymore what is an average Joe quote and what's not because they're all in my head. I don't know what other people don't know. Um, so I had a little bit of trouble with that one. I'm like, so many lines, so many good lines from this movie. So the one that I chose is my expert level. And, and more people might know this, but I was just like, all right, well, let's, let's pretend they have not seen, I'm talking to somebody who hasn't seen this movie. Maybe they'll get it if they were to hear in the Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer voice, I'm your Huckleberry. They might get that one. Um, but this one, maybe not so much. So my expert level quote was the character, uh, Billy Clanton says, <laughs> drunk piano player. You're so drunk. You can't hit nothing. In fact, you're probably seeing double. I have two guns, one for each of you. Like I, I love that line. I, I love so many of the lines in that movie, but that one in particular, like, I have two guns. And I've used that one before too, not with guns, but like I have two, one for each of you. Awesome. Actually, having two children, that line has come in handy a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And he spins them too, doesn't he? He says, I got two I guns. Got it, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I had a couple of other ideas. You know, I, this is one that I was really having a hard time kind of narrowing down some of the quotes. So I was having a really hard time with it because there was another one that I almost picked. And it was uh, when they're playing a card game. And uh, it was Ike. Uh, Ike Clanton is the one. And he's like, what is that now? 12 hands in a row? Holiday? Nobody's that lucky. And he, and he goes, why, Ike? Whatever do you mean? Maybe poker is just not your game. I know. Let's have a spelling contest. <laughs> Yeah. And I know I've used that one several times. This, <laughs> there have been times, actually, we used to do like a Friday night. Sometimes we still do like a Friday night game night. And, yeah. uh, and my mother-in-law <laughs> will come over and, and play card games with us. And I am horrible at card games. If you ever need somebody to go with you and lose every <laughs> game, please take me with you. Sharon knows she's never, ever going to lose me to gambling because it's just, it's not going to happen. And there are, there are times during our Friday night card nights where, where I'll say something to myself like, ah, maybe poker's just not my game. I don't. Let's have a spelling contest. Nice. That, that I know I can do. Nice. Uh, so my pick, for, my pick for this one is Tombstone. Awesome. All right, Pat, you're going to round us off with the action category? Yeah, I am. And so I, uh, I came about this one. Well, first of all, I'm a Dirty Harry fan. 
Uh, love these movies. And just like the, the, the man with no name, the spaghetti westerns, I saw these movies when I think I was about Dominic's age when I saw some of these movies. And I'm like, how did I see, like, because my mom was pretty strict. Like, we weren't supposed to be watching Tom and Jerry in the house because there was so much violence and all that. But somehow, anything with Clint Eastwood in it, I, I saw it. And I'm like, I'm doing the math. And I'm like, no, I, I remember. And my, I was asking my mom, God bless her. But, but, you know, actually, you know, a little bit before, before the end there, I said, mom, and she goes, don't even get me started on that. You would go into the basement with your grandfather and your father. And I, that, I don't know why. Yes, I don't. Because I'm sitting there watching these. I'm like, would I watch these with Dominic? I don't think so. So I, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the Dirty Harry movies. And I'll tell you, I came to this quote because I use this one all the time. Uh, the average Joe quote, and I think everyone knows it, it's a man's got to know his limitations. And I think it fits so well um, in a, just a myriad of, of, of situations. And one of those is, you know, I mean, if you're out there and, you know, something just goes sideways on you and it's just like you get in, like it could be a house project or a car project or some project where you're just in over your head and it's just like, man's got to know his limitations. Or, you know, I think, I think my band director even used to use it on. It's like some, you know, the lead trumpet player would go for the last note on the tune, totally, you know, mess the note, like, like frack the note. It was just bad. And the band director would just go, you know, Dirty Harry always used to say, a man's got to know his limitation. He'd point right to the lead trumpet player. And it just fits so well. And I think that there's times that, um, I think there's times when, uh, and I'm not going to say specifics, but sometimes at school, some things will get passed down the pipeline and, hey guys, we think it'd be a great idea if we did this, or if you guys tried this, or if you just, you know, or sometimes, you know, various colleagues will make an attempt to try and go do something and they kind of stretch and get out over their skis a little bit. And that phrase, uh, Ah, man, I knew that was coming. A man's got to know his limitations or a person's got to know their limitations. I think it just fits so well. So I've, I've always used that line and it's, uh, I kind of found the quote and then found the movie on this one. And so I'd say that's my average Joe quote. And, uh, as far as uh, expert level quote, you know, I look through because after the average Joe quote, it was kind of like, you know, well, what else is in there? And I'll tell you the one I love is when, uh, uh, in Magnum Force, you know, uh, Harry's approached by these uh, 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 police officers that are kind of like running outside the system and trying to like take out people that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a murder for hire thing. And they think Harry is going to be their next guy. Uh, and he's like, you've misjudged me, you know, and it goes on. And they say, well, come on, you got to fight against the system. And his quote is, I hate the blank system. But until someone comes along with changes that make sense, I'll stick with it. And I love that quote because I think that sums it up. Sometimes it's, it's real easy to, you know, in, in anything, there's always someone that's ready to be like the revolutionary that just says, forget it. Let's throw that out. We're going for like, we're going to do a brand new baby, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it's just like, you get tired. You want to rise up and it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Like I get it, but let's be careful with, you know, cause sometimes you, you, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I think dirty Harry's or Harry's quote is so great. You know, I hate the system, but until someone comes along with changes that make sense. And that's the best part until someone comes along with changes that actually make sense, I'm going to stick with it. And, uh, I, I think that just kind of, that kind of fits with my own, you know, outlook on things. Um, cause Harry wasn't, you know, he wasn't necessarily a guy that was like, you know, he had a problem with authority. He didn't mind doing his own thing. He'd, but he still worked within the system because, 
you know, that's, that's the way that we all got to come together and move ahead. So I'd say that was my expert level quote and uh, just kind of fits a little bit with uh, both of those quotes kind of fit with my, you know, my outlook and experience and so forth. Nice. Nice. That one, the quote, I think from that one, and I'm, I'm probably going to get it wrong, um, but it's, it's something like, this is one of the other cops say something like, well, w- what if like somebody panics and starts shooting? And he's like, oh, nothing wrong as long as right people get shot. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a uh, fun, fun movies. And they stretched too. I mean, there was Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, and then uh, the, was it the Deadpool came out in the seventies and then, or maybe Deadpool was eighties, but it was like one of the sequels came out 15, 20 years after the original did. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, uh, um, whatever the fourth one was, I, I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah, I, I could say good vouch for Patty. I've used that. I've, I've used it as well. I mean, on my on my short list of of action movies, Dirty Harry was in there as well. I mean, this was Magnum Force, but yeah, because um, as kids, we just for not well, not when I said kids. I mean, I think we had to be probably teens before we saw that original one, and and we used to just yeah, the the line about you know, did he fire six shots or only five? But, you know, that all that stuff and um man's got to know his limitations yeah. definitely is a is one is a classic. So I was like, ah, oh, but do I say it as often now? So it was a tough one, but yeah, that was definitely, that definitely. And I've heard you say that at school. Yeah, it fits. All right. Well, before we move, we're going to move on to our comedy next, but before we do very, very quickly, are there any action movies that, you know, were right on the edge of making your cut that we did not mention here? Oh, this episode is going to go on forever. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's why i'm saying that's that's why i'm saying real quick and if you've got like one was there like one that was right on the edge of being your pick? well i mean easy on this one because you, you guys already said die hard yeah i was thinking top gun mm-hmm. i was probably gonna go i, I actually i was probably gonna go like raiders of the yeah. lost ark or actually uh last crusade was probably gonna be yeah yeah i probably i probably quote last See, and then where does more. where does like you know dark knight fall in that action? Yeah. Like this action? I mean, that would be Dark Knight. Yeah. I, that one was like, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't sure where, where I was putting that one, but uh, Dark Knight would be in there too. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anything the Joker oh. says, <laughs> it's just gold. You want to know how he got these scars? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to comedy then. Um, all right. So comedy, comedy movies, what makes you laugh and what do you use to make other people laugh? Bo, what'd you get for this one? Oh, comedies, comedies coming to America. Um, my average Joe quote is, uh, um, oh my God, I, just, I, I love your, I, I love your average Joe quote. I, I, I just blanked <laughs> on his name, Prince Akeem. Oh my gosh. Yep. Eddie Murphy's character stands out on his balcony his first morning in New York city and the sun comes up and he screams <laughs> at the top of his lungs. Behold, Simi, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, f- you! Yes! Yes! F- you too! <laughs> because he is just so happy to be in New York. And I think uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty rem- memorable quote from a very quotable movie. So the expert level quote, I actually am going to audible from the one I have on here. And I'm going to make that my honorable mention because I thought of a better one. Every time I start talking about boxing, some white man's got to pull Rocky Marciano out there. That's their one. That's their one. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out their ass. That's their one. That's their one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. So that's my expert level quote, which Eddie Murphy, again, 
playing a white guy in a black barber shop, yeah. which adds a whole yep. other level yep. to this yep. movie. Yep. Um, but my, yep. my honorable mention is uh, sexual chocolate. Play so fine, don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> because, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. And I, I, I eagerly await the sequel. Although I'm very, oh, very yeah. frightened as to mm-hmm. how bad it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love in that movie, I love when Cleo McDowell is just going through the, the comparison between McDowell's and McDonald's. Yes. Right. Right. And it's just, and it's just, he's just so serious I know. about the whole thing. I, I wanted to get it right. So I pulled it up here. Look, me and the McDonald's people got this little misunderstanding. See, they're McDonald's. I'm McDowell's. They got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. They got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mac. I got Mick. the Big Mick. We both got two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions, but their buns have sesame seeds. My buns have no seeds. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in that too where that guy goes, There's some people here to, here to see you. They're you not from McDonald's. McDonald's are they? Are they? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The other quote I love from that movie, it's James Earl Jones. And and at this point in my life, I don't know that I'd seen James Earl Jones in a comedy before. They're uh-huh. walking down the green. And he looks at his son and he goes, son, do you have sex with your babies? I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) That stupid James Earl Jones grin that we all love. But at the time, I I don't know that I'd ever seen him in a comedy. I know I do. (laughs) It's such a visual gag, but it's so good. (laughs) I like the the quote at the end of the guy telling the joke of the... uh... The guy that orders the soup. There's something wrong with my soup. Is it too hot? Try it. Try it. Is it too cold? Just try it. Try it. Where's the spoon? Aha. Aha. It's the aha part that I find that I quote oftentimes. When I finally see some. You use that. When I see somebody finally catch on to something that's pretty obvious. Like, aha. Awesome. Oh, that movie. No, you, yeah. you use that one all the time. Comedy. It's a Cinderella story. A former assistant groundskeeper about to become. Yes. For this young Cinderella who's come out of nowhere, he's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five iron and expect, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, Tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole. Oh, I got that going for me. <laughs> so that would be my average Joe quote, because I think most people tend to know that when you start talking about the Cinderella story. Uh, and that's Caddyshack, obviously, right. if you haven't gotten that yet. Um, and then trying to narrow down, like, I mean, one that I, I mean, there's so many that I probably use from this. This is one probably where it's frequency and amount of them. Um, but I guess I'm going to go with. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. Looks good on uh, you, I've though. Said, I've said it looks good on you. I've said that to, jo- uh, to Jeff, I think, in numbers. <laughs> oh, all the, t- all, all the time. <laughs> you've, said I, you've said that to me before. See, there you go. <laughs> said that to me. You you've go. said that to all so of us. I mean, that's like every. Okay, but there's a lot of people you say that to. And they yes. Know. 
Oh, sure. But then you start going through, like, ones that I say right. to kids, like students and stuff. Like, I'll do the, like, there's the, well, we're waiting. <laughs> there's that one. <laughs> when somebody's <laughs> taking a long time or if you're ever playing golf, I'll do that. Like, miniature golf, I'll do that often. Like, somebody's taking it. Just, uh, pool pond. Um, I mean, there's just so many follow-up ones on that. And then, uh, um, it's my own special blend. Yeah. <laughs> then the it's other okay, one it's is a baby that, Ruth. Uh, and this was my other one that might have been like the uh, the deeper quote that that I think a lot of people don't get. It's like, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> Where he tells the whole Dalai Lama Dalai Lama story. Now I'll have uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. So that those would be mine. Good choice. I, I, I tried to go away from Caddyshack because it was my first choice, and then I just had to come back to it because I'm like, as I kept going, I go, I can't see anything really. I mean, if I say frequency and the amount of quotes, there's other ones that I use, but this one's probably the most prevalent. Now, if we're being completely honest, the other one that Dennis has used a lot with me, I don't know about the rest of you, is I've heard him tell me several times, hey, you want to make $14 the hard way? <laughs> And then with my own son, I mean, like other people, I've said the one too. Well, the, the world needs dish diggers too. <laughs> world needs dish diggers too. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've said that about myself, honestly. Because <laughs> usually when I sit there and I talk about going to California oh. and I'm out of here, people are going to like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, the world needs dish diggers too. <laughs> That's that. Oh, that, that is, yes. yeah. It'll pull in a pond. Yeah, the, the pond is better for you. Hey, baby, you oh, must have been something before electricity. <laughs> I mean, just, it's, it's got Rodney in it. And, and I mean, if you think of the cast of the characters in there, right. like every character has multiple. Oh, man. Multiple, multiple. Four. I should have yelled, yelled two. two. <laughs> Everybody, let's dance. <laughs> How many times have you had to focus while doing something? No, 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Be the ball, Tim. Danny, you do drugs every day. Good. Good. Keep it up. Hey, that kangaroo took my ball. And I want to, and like I said, the next time I've got to take a shot, I want to do it the way he does. Where I think he licks, doesn't he lick her arm? Throws the drink over his yeah, shoulder yeah. and drinks yeah, the salt yeah, yeah. He's doing, or something he's doing like that. I mean, I'm just like, he's at, the, he's at the piano, I think, or something. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. And then the other That's one. funny stuff. <laughs> I said this to my kids too many times. When they were little, they probably don't remember as much, but when they were at it, you'll get nothing and like it. Because <laughs> Judge Smalls to his yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, look, oh, my arm's broke. I do that one a lot. times. <laughs> You just bend your arm to the side and go, hey, look, my arm's broke. <laughs> yeah, so Caddyshack Runaway had to be. All right, Jeff, what have you got for this one for comedy? This was a tough category for me as well. I uh, I went through a couple different movies. I had Overboard on here at one point. I had Spaceballs on here at one point. But I finally settled on Tommy Boy. Um, nice. My average my average drill quote, of course, being a, a, a guy of, of my stature, who I didn't, I, I've realized recently I'm not overweight. I'm under tall, but a guy, of, a, a, a guy of my stature, you know, of course it's gotta be the fat guy in a little coat. coat. Richard, is this your coat? <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. 
bad guy in little gold. Take it off, I'm serious. Richard, what's happening? But my my expert level or my 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 deeper quote is uh, it's called reading. It's called reading, top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Take Tylenol for any headaches. Might offer any cramps. And with the uh, exception of that last part, the take Tylenol part and everything after that, the first part of that, I, I've I may have dropped uh, at a couple of students every now and again. You know when uh, when I've caught them doing something on their Chromebooks and, and they're playing games instead of paying attention. I'm like, Hey, can you read this for us? And they're just, they have no idea where we are. It's, uh, uh, it's called reading uh, uh. top to bottom, left to right. Group <laughs> words together. It's called a sentence. I used to, awesome. I used to use that one in my class whenever they would ask me 50 million times what to do on the assignment. And I clearly have it up at the top of the sheet of paper. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, um, so wait, do we need to have like three examples? Guys, no, seven. It's called reading. Seven. Called reading. It's called reading. I'm not going to tell you. It's called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group of words together. It's called a sentence. Take a look at it again. That's outstanding. And, and, and I have to say, Jeffrey, I love that quote because, I mean, obviously no one's going to mistake me for a real teacher. But with some of the uh, remote learning, I've kind of gotten to, of all us. I, I was going to I've gotten to walk that line to where I'm giving like assignments and stuff. And I don't know how many times like I like the first like kid, I, I sent out, OK, guys, there's four etudes to work on. Pick one bold as day across the top of the thing. And I'll get emails back on Mr. C. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get all four of these done by the end of the week. And like, part of me wants to get like, dude, read the instructions. Right. But it's like, I get to be a teacher. You've got to read the instructions. It's so exciting. I'm like, I'm, I should be mad, but I'm excited. So that expert level quote, I I've lived that in the last month. So I'm excited by that now. So that's, that's very cool. And I like that because it's just making me laugh because Top to bottom, right there. Read, read. Right, top to bottom, left to right. A group of <laughs> words together is called a sentence. And, <laughs> and really, it's it's the way that David Spade, like, oh. like his chemistry with Chris Farley was yeah. was was incredible. So just the way that he delivers all of his lines to Chris Farley yeah. is just outstanding. Richard, yep. did you hear? I finally graduated. Yeah, just a shade under a decade too. All right. You no, know, a lot of people <laughs> go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. doctors. <laughs> Did you try calling me? Were you on a walkie-talkie? Uh, Richard, that's yeah. a pretty girl Seven, down there. Uh, I bet she dates Niner. one of the Yankee. <laughs> does this suit make me look fat? No, your face does. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much here oh, or here, but right, <laughs> right here. Well, and, and the one I feel like I, I, I think some of us have used several times is brothers don't shake hands. Brothers, brothers hug. Gotta hug. <laughs> Same as with everybody else. This was a tough one for me. Like this category, I, I feel like in terms of quotable movies, comedy is always going to be probably the, one of the toughest categories to try to narrow down. And so many of the lines and, and a lot of your lines from Tommy Boy, a lot of the lines from there reminded me so much of all the stuff. And this is not the one I chose, but it reminded me so much of everything I love about Animal House. And I, I Animal House mm -hmm. was, I was, I was torn between what I ended up choosing and Animal House. And I'm like, ah, I just, I quote Animal House so often. Um, just, but, but I did, I, I think Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you know, edged that out just a little bit more for me. Um, but I, and especially when I was in college, Animal House was all the time. Like I was using stuff from that 
all the time. Um, guess what I am now? I'm a zit. Get it? Um, no, just love that movie. Love that movie. But yeah, I, I think Monty Python on the Holy Grail just edged it out a little bit for me. My Monty's average on a roll. Right. They took the bar. The whole. <laughs> well, it was because it was the line about, you know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. It was like the Animal House one. It was like, oh, man, seven years of college down the drain. <laughs> or eight. It was like seven or eight years of college down the drain. So mine, my average Joe for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And again, this is one that I feel like I, I know this one so well. And so many other people around me know this one so well. I was having a hard time figuring out, well, what is an average Joe quote versus, you know, a little bit more of a deep cut. And so the one I chose for the average Joe quote was, uh, she turned me into a newt. I, I got better. Did you dress her up like this? No! 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 no, no. no. Yes, 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 yes. A bit. Yeah. A bit. A bit. A bit. She has got a wart. What makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt. A newt. I got better. Better anyway! Got better. But there were so many that you could choose from. They're like, bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm run feeling away, much better. Run away. Feeling much better. I'm going to go for a walk. Um... So then the expert level quote that I went with was one that every time I have watched this movie, I, I feel like I am the only person when I've watched this with other people, I feel like I'm the only person that laughs at this part. And it just, it makes me laugh so hard. And it's when King Arthur, when God says, you know, I've got a quest for you. Um, you know, I, I've got a quest for you and you're going to go find the Holy Grail. And King Arthur goes, good idea, oh Lord. And God goes, of course, it's a good idea. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is about that line. It's just the fact that he's telling God, oh, good idea, oh, Lord. And it's like, of course, it's a good idea. Like, I'm God. It, anything I say is going to be a good idea. Arthur, king of the Britons. Oh, don't grovel. One thing I can't stand, it's people groveling. Sorry. And don't apologize. Every time I try to talk to someone, it's sorry this and forgive me that and I'm not worthy. What are you doing now? I'm averting my eyes, oh Lord. Well, don't. It's like those miserable psalms. They're so depressing. Now knock it off. Yes, Lord. Right. Arthur, King of the Britons, your knights of the round table shall have a task to make them an example in these dark times. Good idea, oh Lord. Of course it's a good idea. And I don't know. That one just makes me laugh so much every time I hear it. But it's, it's one of those instances in a movie where I'm like, no one else is finding this as funny as I do, but... I don't care. That's fine. It strikes that chord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and, and there's so many. And, and that one, too, I even struggled a little bit between narrowing it down between that one, Animal House, and Life of Brian. Because mm. there were just so many, so many instances in each of those that I'm like, ah, I use stuff from that all the time. And, and that was, and like I said, coming right. back to that whole, you know, quantity or quality or like how many not quality but quantity or how many times you say it or how many quotes are in the movie like that was that was one that it was probably my two or three was what you just had john so mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. like one line almost all the time that surprised you haven't said yet which is the one with uh with the um a mere flesh wound <laughs> just yeah. a flesh wound yeah. so anytime and i say that anytime i'm injured wound. or hurt and it could be something really bad and you just i think i said it in the mm-hmm. hospital <laughs> I think I did the nurse. <laughs> like, oh, it sounds like you had a bad. It's just a flesh wound. I'm like, well, actually, really, it's not. It's inside. It's a rib. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. 
I tell you that the, the the whole scene where they're like, we need you to stay here and guard the prince. Mm-hmm. That right. that whole thing. I, and I, I have to say, <laughs> I, I know. Me. And how many times Even will that come, come up? as a parent or whatever situation that that just fits where it's like, okay, wait, what? And there's a possibility, an unconfirmed rumor that might've happened where my orchestra uh, teammate and I decided to have a little fun with our building administration and the building administration from our other middle school when they had asked us to perform a simple task. And we decided, we started an email chain where what they were asking us to do, like, hey, did you send the such and such document out to the parents? And it was like, it was, wait, what document are you talking about? And just sent that back. Oh, well, this was really big. Don't you remember our meeting about that? We needed the parents to all, to, oh, sure. No, don't worry. I got that. I took care of it. I filled it out, sent it right back to you. No, Pat, really, this is for real. Do you? And so my, we had this whole email chain going and, and uh, I guess some of the faculty at the other building went and apologized to their admin on our behalf because <laughs> they went. apologize to admin. Well, and that's what, and so at the very end, I just sent that clip. I just put that clip in the email and hit send to all the admin. I never fessed up to the whole thing and it just fits so well. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What a, what a great flip. Yeah, no, that is. The nights. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> and I still will, I still will use the one regularly. Uh, if somebody says like, um, so how does this, uh, how does this work? I know not my liege. Consult the book of armaments. Good. <laughs> armaments, yeah. chapter two, verses nine through twenty-one. It's got big point you know. teeth. <laughs> hey, who are who are you? I am Arthur, son of Uther Pendragon, defender of the realm, knight of the round table, uh, seeker of the holy grail. Ah, who's the other one? I am, and this is my faithful. That's the I am. It's like what? That's hilarious. My trusty servant, Patsy. Patsy. Yeah. There's some who would call me. And I still love. Just even that, like if people ask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That one, I use that one all the time. (laughs) What is your name? You who can summon fire without flint or tinder. There are some who call me. Tim. Tim. (laughs) Look, it's the old man from scene 34. The other one, the other one that I, I tend to use kind of regularly is uh, whenever somebody will start posting up and I, Jeff, I know I've done this like when, when you've posted up something on Facebook and like a whole bunch of people will start chiming in and people are like, Oh, that's great. And I, I know I've done that to Jeff. I've done that to a few other people and everybody's chiming in. That's great. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, that's great. And I'll usually like throw in something like it's only a model. <laughs> uh, and then even the insults. Uh. The French soldiers, yeah. French soldier, uh, French soldier insults. Yeah, those used to be common. We had uh, so I go. We go every year. Our whole family goes every year to the uh, comic book convention that's in Chicago. And this year there was I don't know if it was a family or if it was just a group of friends. They all dressed up as the French knights from Holy Grail, and they carried a a like miniature wall with them. And they had a catapult, a little mini catapult on the other side. And they had like stuffed animals, like a stuffed chicken and a stuffed cow. And they would catapult their little stuffed animals over the wall. And they would start taunting as people would walk by at the comic book show. They'd start taunting people. And be like, go away or I will taunt you another time. Second time. Collect my nose in your general direction. (laughs) Your mother was a hamster. (laughs) Your father smelt of elderberries. See, so that's Uh, like, that's, that's. Fetchy, fetchy yeah, so between Caddyshack and that, I mean, the wow. amount of quotes from there is just. Yeah. 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 
I am French. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. I told them we already got one. <laughs> You've already got one. Oh, yes, it's uh, very nice. Uh, all right, Pat, finish this off with the comedy. Uh, well, I'm going to make this real easy. I picked one of my like top three favorite movies of all time, The Big Lebowski. Um, I, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, we'll, we'll keep this moving along. Uh, so I'll just say the whole movie is quotable. I find every line is quotable. I think this movie is sublimely written. I think it's the, 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 the acting performances are iconic. I mean, it is unbelievably a funny movie. And I, it can be the worst day, and you put this on, and I will suddenly be in a good mood. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And I think, I think I've brought this up at other anniversaries when we've talked about our favorite comedy movies or we've talked about, I don't know. And so I can't, I think it's a 98. So that's maybe this is my next really excited, can't wait to talk about. Um, you know, can't wait eight years from now when we talk about The Big Lebowski. Um, but like I said, the whole thing is quotable. And the, I think the real gift of this movie, okay, is that not only are the quotes and the writing and everything funny, not only are the, the, the characters and the delivery just beyond expert level, but I think the real gift of this movie is you can use these quotes and it works. They work. Like that's the gift of this movie. You can use the comedy. Jeff Bridges is amazing when he says these lines, but you don't have to be Jeff Bridges to use these lines. So it's really, I can't say enough wonderful things about The Big Lebowski. And the two quotes are kind of, of everything in the movie, I picked the two that I think I use all the time. Um, and the first one, the average Joe quote would be, Bummer. Huh? This is a bummer, man. That's, uh, that's a bummer. And uh, it's when, um, it's when the, the other Jeff Lebowski is hiring him to find Bunny and he's sitting oh, there, he's, you know, and, and he's sitting there in front of the fire and all, you know, it's playing the heavy music and, and he's, uh, he's smoking them. He's smoking marijuana and he's just like smoking the joint. And he's just like, uh, this is a bummer, man. And he looks what he goes, this is a bummer. This is a real bummer. And the letter is about, I think they offed Bunny or they cut her toe off or there was something. And so I use that all the time. I've got the clip. It's like one of those clips I have saved in my phone and, Obviously, when there's seriously things bad, I wouldn't send this to people. But whenever people are like getting wound up about something at work or something that just, guys, it's really not that big a deal. I always, dude, that's a bummer. Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know, man. That's just a bummer. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to hear about that. Well, like, well, I don't know what to say. So I'd say for average Joe quote, this is a bummer, man, is, uh, is just so usable. And then the expert level quote is that uh, expert level quote is uh that creep can roll man that creep can roll man yeah but he's a pervert dude yeah and i mean what like like dude that's usable anywhere i mean i think dennis we've rolled off the cross-country bus and like we'll be up against some team and like they've got some star kid that like tears out and it's just like you look and it's like dude yeah. that creep can roll man or no, you know still you're, don't at, have it. you're at a concert and some guy's lighting it up on guitar or the you know dude, that, that creep can roll. I mean, it's yeah. anywhere, you know, you're watching football back when they used to play football and you know, the star player does something amazing. It's just like, dude, that creep can roll. I mean, that line is, and that's the funny, they are funny lines, but they're just so usable. So big Lebowski, the whole movie, those are the two quotes I'd put in there. Right on. Nice. Nice. 
So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into the middle of a movie. And that rug really tied the room together. It really tied the room together. <laughs> All right. On to our drama category. Bo, what have you got for drama? And I'm a little jealous of this one because it, it was on my list. <laughs> I chose Pulp Fiction. So I'm glad I got picked. I chose Pulp Fiction, and I will say it was hard to come up with which quote to use for this. But I think for the average Joe quote, I had to go with. And you know what they call a, a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? I mean, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the f- a quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it a Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What do they call a Big Mac? Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. A Le Big Mac. <laughs> What do they call it? I don't know. I didn't go on a bird of Metric system. <laughs> big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it a little Big, big Mac. Mac. <laughs> and my expert level quote, I dug deep on this one because I feel like this movie's full of quotes, but this one always resonated with me. And what is your name? Butch. Butch. What does it mean? I'm an American, honey. Our names don't mean Obviously, this movie has honorable mention quotes coming out its ears. Um, My honorable mention expert level quote, Zed's dead, baby. Honorable average Joel quote, that's a tasty burger. (laughs) Or one I got to use today. You mind if I I have some of this, uh, the the tasty beverage to wash this down with? (laughs) I got to use this one today. Say what again? Say what again? (laughs) So, Pulp Fiction, you know, I could go all day. but. you know, and and the one I've used, the one I feel like I've used sometimes with my students, but especially with my own children, if my answers frighten you, you should cease asking scary questions. Yes. Ooh, check out the big brain I have. <laughs> or what was the guy's name? Check out the big brain Brad. on Brad. 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 Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Oh, was it Brad? I thought it was Brad. Brad. Oh, is it Brad? I think it's oh, okay. uh, Maybe it is. I will to the okay. internet. I'll let you know in a minute. <laughs> I'm a mushroom cloud land. Oh, that's it. I'm a race car. I'm the guns of the Navarone. All I'm saying, Jules, all I'm saying, Jules, is right now I'm like a race car and I'm running in the red and you don't want to run a race car in the red. You want me here in the backseat picking up itty bitty pieces of skull and brain. Oh, man, I think I just shot him in the face. That's fun. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to like, just walk the earth like Kate. Do good things. <laughs> About to go medieval. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Brett. John for the win. Brett. Is it Brett? Look at the okay. big brain okay. on Brett. <laughs> yeah, look at the big brain on Brett. Okay. All right, Dennis, what have you got for drama? Bring All right, drama, so um, I'm with John and with uh, a bow of John. I was, I was, that was probably one that I was going to do and take. Um, and then I, and I, I, I gotta admit i saw like your list and i'm like oh maybe i need to go with something else so i did go with my another one which was um the the average joke quote will probably give it to you i'm forrest gill just run away forrest run forrest run away hurry get the bikes hurry up let's get it come on look out Johnny. here we go get you Or life is like a box of chocolates. Those would be my two average Joe quotes for uh, for Forrest Gump. So those would be the two there. Uh, the one that that I had down as the um, the one that typically, 
um, that I usually, I'll say it sometimes in school and stuff, but obviously there's stupid as a stupid does. That's another one. There's probably like three that everybody would recognize. But uh, it's the one where it's like, oh, well, that's all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Sometimes if people say something and you say that, they don't always quite get that's from that movie somehow. So that's the only one that a lot of people don't always get. If you say it in a, in a voice, some people pick it up. If you just right. say it, people don't always get that one. But yeah. I usually say it with a little, mm-hmm. try a little with a little twinge of it, but yeah. So yeah, Forrest Gump. I did, now I did, this is where the category thing came in. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to break, uh, break the, the, the rules here maybe a little bit. And I'm going to say uh, also, um, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm because the room is technically a drama. But is there a comedy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so that was another one that's pretty common. <laughs> no one does. Unintentional comedy. The the There's thing. a number of, number of quotes from that movie that, that was my number probably three then. So I, I feel like I need to change my background now. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know what movie you're talking about. Uh, there, Dennis, my background set that for you now. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> You're tearing oh, me hi, apart. He's, uh... So anyway, how's your sex how's, life? How's your sex? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hey, doggy. You're oh, a favorite doggy. customer. That's it. Most... You're a favorite customer. You're a best customer. Yeah. God. 300, 300 episodes in and we end up talking about the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has I been the last episode of the Thirty Something Movie Podcast. Is that the one that you absolutely like? Uh, I, I'm trying to refer. Uh, remember, is that one that you get? He, is that your? He Howard did not the Duck? like that one. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's Howard the Duck. It might be. It's the so you can't even noises. appreciate it after. It's the noises. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, like watching man. <laughs> Only oh, because no. I know what you're talking about. It's the noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> yeah. It's, you invited all my friends. Good thinking. Oh, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. All right, Jeff, save us. <laughs> and, and Jeff, I'm going to say I am so glad that you picked the one that you picked because I... It was on my not very short. Well, and list. again, so I was fluctuating between movies for drama, and at one point, I think I had uh, Casablanca on here. Um, mm. But I ended up going with a few good men, and my average Joe quote, of course, is Colonel Jessup. Did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. So I think you mentioned a few good men, and that's what people jump to. Um, sure. Yeah. But I had uh, my... Uh, my expert level quote. I had two that I was 
debating between. And the one that I went with was, Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? I feel like that quote. Yes. I think it a lot. I don't say it out loud because I don't want to get myself in trouble. But I think that that quote a lot. Um, sometimes during work hours. Um, the other one mm. that I was debating about was. Uh, I strenuously object. Is that how it's done? Hmm. Objection, Your Honor. Overruled. No, no, I strenuously object. Oh, you strenuously object. Then I'll take some time and reconsider. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's Aaron Sorkin, right? So you're you're not going to go wrong right. with with anything that you that you choose from him. For me, I I went back and forth again as we have on so many of these other ones. And at one point, I was like, oh, I got to change this because I just watched a clip from a movie I love, and this movie is so well written. But then I was like, nope. Nope, it's not. I, I don't quote that one a lot. Like, I love that movie. and I love the story. It was I, we just watched a quote uh, clip the other day from the movie Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. And there are things that I quote about that movie. But as I kept thinking about it, I no, there is one and, and Bo and Pat, you know, I probably quote this one every podcast we're on. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to go with Good Morning Vietnam. Yes. Every mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, we had the cassette tape. My dad had bought the cassette tape of the soundtrack when I was a kid. And so as a as a 10-year-old, I stole that tape. And I must have listened to that thing to the point where I had it memorized. And no 10-year-old should ever have the stuff that he says from Good Morning Vietnam memorized. But mm-hmm. I did. And I I would be like on the bus. Be like, good morning, Vietnam. This is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva. And I would do that whole thing. And most of the other kids would just stare at me because nobody else's parents let them watch Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. And I had never seen the movie before, but I had the cassette tape. And I thought this was the funniest thing. I didn't understand half the jokes, but I thought this was the funniest thing I had ever heard. Mm-hmm. So for me, and, and Bo and Pat, you know, you know, half the time I'll break out into something. It's, we're back. Here's the news. All the news is new and approved by the U.S. Army. Yeah. The sweetest smelling army in the world. Yeah, I, I can vouch for all of that. One, that you have all those lines learned. Mm-hmm. And two, um, that you use them all the time. I, so, I think if you yeah. hadn't put that one, I would have been disappointed. Yeah. 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 I, it it kind of got to that point, and I was like, nope, that's about the only one that can go there. When you did the radio thing in, yeah. was it high school or college? Um, I, I thought you did. I wanted you to. Do like a I had never actually done it. Or like, something, or no? Never had one? No, I, when we were, you know, when we were in middle school, we had yeah, a project I and, and I, I love this in my shop class in middle school. Yeah. In middle school, we had all the guy had, he had a couple of microphones and a, and a tape deck, uh, a dual tape deck. And so we kind of got to make our own uh, radio show and we, we did, it was like his call in radio show, but it was all like we recorded everything and we played all the music that was popular at the time, like some Nirvana and some other stuff. And, but we would do voices. And so we, and they knew that I kind of like to do voices. So they're like, I wasn't even in their group for the project. They're like, hey, can you come in and like, like, I don't know, do like an Elvis Presley voice or like a Michael Jackson voice or something like that. Just so it sounds like celebrities are calling into our show. And I'm like, yeah, I can. And it just, as soon as I started working on that with my friends, I think we were in eighth grade and uh, it, it just, that felt like I was in Good Morning Vietnam. I'm like, you know what? I kind of like this. Maybe yeah. we can do more of this someday. No, no. And so, so my average Joe quote, and, and this one too, I mean, other than doing like the good morning Vietnam, that would be the average Joe. But the one I picked that I feel like if, if you heard this and you had maybe seen the movie once, you know, you'd know where this, where this is from. 
Something funny, Garlic, that perhaps you'd like to share it with the rest of us. No, sir. The former vice president is a delight, sir. Excuse me, sir. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up an MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. Yeah. And yeah. the other one, I, I, I struck because there's so much in here. It's like he reminds me of Donna Reed, especially around the eyes. Um, but the one I went with, and and obviously to keep the podcast family friendly too, I, I decided to choose you know my quotes carefully here. Um, but the one I went with was uh, Sergeant Major Major Dickerson points to the rank insignia. Yes, sir. Sir, do you see anything on this uniform indicating an officer? What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. <laughs> yeah. But just yeah, those, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way I, with with this one. I could be like, you know what, the whole movie, just yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, I uh, I I do have to say, John. You know, you mentioned that soundtrack. I agree because I got that soundtrack pretty early. Like before, like my parents saw this movie, and I wasn't cleared to see it at first. But then uh, I got the soundtrack, and I mean, the soundtrack is fantastic. And a lot of those comedy segments are over the top Robin Williams, but I, it's not like a lot of F bombs and all that kind of stuff in there. I mean, it's, it's, it's accessible. I mean, and mm -hmm. it's, it's funny stuff if you know, well, and it's funny cause mm -hmm. I mean, as kids, we were closer to that era than like kids are now. So if you know your history, that's some pretty funny satire mm -hmm. comedy in there. So it's good stuff. Yeah. I, I will also say that the latest uh, episode of the, hang on a second, Jeffrey, are you doing okay? Yeah. Why? Okay. Um, the latest episode of the Friendly Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the latest episode of the Friendly Fire podcast does um, um, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, did they really? Okay, they okay, did, and 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 it's like got to bring up the Friendly Fire podcast <laughs> for the love I, of. I, I asked you if you were sitting down. We are empathizing with you, dude. See, there, the Big Lebowski. It's usable. Um, but there, it's it's interesting because so far they're pretty high on the movie. I'm only about halfway through it. Um, but so far they're pretty high on the movie and talking about right. Robin Williams and, um, and, um, Forrest Whitaker. John, and I muted my microphone I, for you there. So you don't have to go back and edit. I, I saw that. I was actually going to thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, the facial expressions pretty much said it all for me. That's right. <laughs> God the, damn. The, fire. the Jeff abides. The <laughs> Jeff, Jeff abides. abides. Jeff abides. You know that? Yeah. Makes me well, feel good knowing the Jeff abides. That's just like your opinion, man. Dude, dude, calm. You're being very undued. <laughs> but um, uh but seriously though, I I mean, love the soundtrack of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I I had it on tape cassette, so I didn't wear the grooves out because there's no grooves on tape mm -hmm. cassette, but I think I stretched the tape out because I listened to the thing so many times. I, I might even still have that cassette somewhere. I mean, that's that's one of those that even when everything else either got tossed out or, or whatever, I think I might have kept that one. And and sometimes, you know, that's one of those, sometimes, because I love that one so much, if it's been like a rough day and I'm like driving home from work, I'm like, you know what? I just need to laugh for a minute. I might, if I don't have the tape with me, because I don't think I have a tape player in my car anymore, um, I'll just, I'll pull it up on YouTube and I'll just start playing it while I'm driving home. I'm like, no, now I'm in my happy place now. All right, uh, let's see. Pat, you gonna finish this off with drama? Yeah, where I'm going to do the drama here. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about the movie Goodfellas. And yeah, you uh, are. and uh fantastic movie, okay? I'm not I'm not saying anything groundbreaking there. And uh I think, you know, I I I've watched some reviews of it and all that and and they say that uh you know, they feel that this movie does a pretty good job of um of really showing that whole mafia and organized crime but not glorifying it, you know? Um, to, to kind of showing that, you know, just 
kind of kind of for what it was and it's 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 a, it's an interesting thing because it kind of starts that way you know especially when he's um it's you know he's meeting his uh, his wife and kind of sweeping her off her feet and romancing her off her feet and everything um <clears throat> you know you get caught up in that but then you just see it all fall apart and and I think it was built on a lot of historical things. I mean, when I watched the fact fiction thing, they, they talk about a lot of things in that movie that were uh, uh, pretty realistic, you know, not to mention like the guy that it was based on. Um, and um, why can't I think of the filmmaker? Scorsese. Um, I mean, like he did it. So, I mean, the movie is to say it's slick is like the understatement of the century. Uh, fantastically put together movie, but I got two quotes from it. And I mean, the average Joe quote is like a duh. And that's like the, what do you mean? I'm funny. Like, uh, you know, and that's just fun when, you know, if you're messing around, like, I mean, if, if you had, you know, like if you had the microphone on all of us sitting around like messing with each other, ripping on it, you know, that's, that's it. Um, variations of it go to they were with kids students and all this kind of thing it's just like uh, you know and you have to alter it a little bit some some because no kids can say you're funny but you know it's just like uh, am I here am I just a clown here to amuse you is that why we all came in here to I mean you can really use that oh, to- he's a big boy he know what he said how am I funny yeah that's right that's right like so I'm a clown to you is that we're all laughing now are you la- I see your friends over there they're all laughing that's that's funny I like humor, you know, and you can really go off in different directions with it. So, I mean, that's just classic on so many levels. Really funny. Uh, What do you mean I'm funny? It's funny, you know. It's a good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. (laughs) What do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're just funny. It's, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? Just... What? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't you know. Maybe it's me, I'm a little <laughs> up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? But then the funny kind of runs out in the scene, because then, you know, he, you know, he, uh, opens up on the guy and and the expert level quote is i think is just a great one for life and that's i'm not mad i'm proud of you you took your first pinch like a man and you learned the two greatest things in life well look at me never ride on your friends and always keep your mouth shut and i think that works i mean i think i was thinking like okay where would that not work where does that philosophy not work and it's like okay if if harm was being done to a, a like a student or a child or something like that, then, you know, or, you know, you, you see your friend like struggling with addiction to where, okay, you know, you got to like get, you know, like maybe those extreme circumstances, but not, not, not maybe in those extreme circumstances. Yeah. You got to in, but I think nine times out of 10, never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. And I, you know what, I, I'm thinking of just about every meeting I've been in at work. And whenever things start to go downhill, someone's breaking this rule. Or if you're in the family setting, setting, and it's just kind of like, you know, you, so, you know, one one child will come down and complain about the other one. Hey, look, you don't need to rat on your like you don't like you don't need to do this. You know, just keep your mouth shut. Everything will be good. I've even <clears throat> a long time ago used this quote on a boss that was like 
talking to me and trying to kind of get the inner line on things and, and all that. This was years and years ago. And I finally, I just said, look, I, I, have you ever seen Goodfellas? Well, yeah. I said, Hey man, you know what? You never rat on your friends and you always keep your mouth shut. Like I'm, thank you. And it just, the line works. And nine times 10, I think it's a good lesson for life. I would say. Yeah. I, I, I would have gone with, um, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, what a great way to start that movie. Yeah. No, no kidding. All right. Real quick, before we, before we move on to our sci-fi horror movies, um, I did want to take a break for just a second because we did have some feedback that came in through our different social media accounts. Um, and so I'll back up real quick in our action, our comedy, and our drama. We did hear from actually all three of these uh, for action, comedy, and drama were Jason Colvin, uh, friend of the show. He's also been on an episode, and he's also one of the co-hosts of the uh, Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. So uh, his for action, he said his top choice uh, for action for most quotable was Top Gun. And his second choice was nice. Die Hard. All right. Comedy, he said that uh, he thinks he probably has this entire movie memorized, and he chose Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I every single every single day. In fact, when we were doing some of the um, like computer distributions for students uh, in the last few weeks or so, one of our other tech, you you guys all know um, Chris Deerbeck, one of our building techs, and. Um, we were checking something on a list and, and making sure we had the right students. She listen to this thing. No, she probably didn't listen to it, but I'll, I'll tell her or you can say whatever you want about her. And, um, but, uh, we were, we were looking Only something the up. best things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were looking something up and, and she's the one I said, you know, can you, um, can you look, I don't remember what that name was. And she starts going, <laughs> I think, it, I think it was, um, swappy slap slappy. I said, well, then I knew what she was doing. I was like, take a look at the list. And she's like, Oh, Samsonite. I was way off. Like, thank you. That's that's why we work well together. Um, and then actually, Jason had mirrored your choice um, with uh, a few good men. So he also had that one in his his top pick. Yes. So yeah. All right. Let us move on then into our sci-fi horror. So we've got three categories left: sci-fi horror, fantasy, and 1990s. So Bo, what have you got for sci-fi horror? I went with the classic sci-fi movie, Spaceballs. Excellent. Because mm-hmm. um, I felt it was eminently quotable. Um, my average Joe quote is uh, Rick Moranis' character turns around and, and he asks the assembled crew members. Careful, you idiot. I said across our nose, not up it. Sorry, sir. Doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole. Major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole, too, sir. Gunner's mate, first class, Philip asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yo! And all except one crew member stands up, turns around, and says, Yo! <laughs> I knew it. Um, so that's my average Joe quote. I could have gone with jump to ludicrous speed. Um, uh, obviously another average Joe quote, um, expert level quote. I went with, sir, I've lost the bleeps, the sweeps and the creeps. That's not all he's what, lost. What? what? <laughs> I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps. I've lost the sweeps and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. 
the sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. <gasps> Sir. Um, I thought you were gonna, to I thought you were gonna were do all... the, uh, I thought you were gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> right here, I, you don't need that private. You don't need that private. I, have, I went through when all When will then be now? When will then be now? Um, no one dare gives me the raspberry. Um, fooled you. I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book. I mean, I could get Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, really? Lone Star, you? I, I, don't, I am your father's, uncle's, mm. cousin's, sister's, brother's, former roommate. So what's that make us? Absolutely so nothing. nothing. <laughs> um, oh, st still one of my absolute favorites, and I know I've used this one regularly before. <laughs> you found anything yet? No, sir. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> No, sir. How about you? We ain't found. And half as, man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. And and as, and as I'm standing here on ops, I want to say the guy that was with the pick in the desert that said we ain't found. You know who that yeah. was, right? That's uh, mm -hmm. yeah. that was he ended uh, up playing Tuvok, the Vulcan Tuvok. Yeah, yeah, like yep. a complete other end of the spectrum kind of. Yeah, I oh, I, had I, to, I I feel like he should have said that line in the Star Trek show too. It would have been great. Yeah. Just yeah. with less emotion. <laughs> when I had Spaceballs listed in my uh, comedy category, my uh, my expert quote was going to be, uh, evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Yes. I I'll tell you the one that I, I love saying, and I've used it, and uh, uh, are we being too literal? <laughs> That's, I mean, and you think about your life, like how many times can that apply? You know, when it's just like, you know, Guys, uh, are we being too literal? Every time I walk down into the basement where I have like all my comic books set up and I've got all my different like action figures I've collected over all the years, every time I walk down there, I think of the line, no, sir, I didn't see you playing with your toys again. <laughs> the dolls. 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 Does he say dolls? Yeah. <laughs> knock next time. Knock. Well, you know, my, my first, I believe my first uh, choice for this category was Jaws. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, and I decided to, to uh, Jaws and instead I went with, well, then I had E.T. in there. Um, but then I decided to go dress. And my average Joe quote from Jurassic Park is, You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. That was, yeah, that I know was. Jeff Goldblum. I can't say it the way he does, but the way he drops that line, like, look, uh, uh, finds, a way. finds a way. Um, and my expert level quote is your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. But your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And that's a line that I've used many times to explain, I don't know, many different things. Um, like I, I use that to explain my feelings on uh, the DC movies versus the Marvel movies. You know, the DC was so preoccupied with whether or not they could keep up with Marvel, they didn't stop and think if they should. Uh, you know, because the line in Jurassic Park goes on, you know, your scientists, you know, they didn't earn the knowledge for themselves. So they don't have to take any responsibility for it, which is exactly what DC did. That, you know, DC didn't 
go through the trials and tribulations. They were just like, oh, we can do this too. And that's why we um, have Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'm going to throw up after I say this, but Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Okay, yes. you you said that, yeah. not me. I didn't say oh, it this time. It's, God, that's usually me that says it. I didn't say it. bad taste in my mouth. I didn't say it this time. Um, yeah, that's my uh, that's my pick for sci-fi. Nice. Jurassic Park. Excellent. And then there's always like, hold on to your butts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would have been the other average Joe quote, I think. wonder if they're going to have that on the tour. All right. Well, mine for this one, and I struggled a little bit because, and Dennis, I, it was the exact same thing. I was like, Army of Darkness, I quote that all the time. Like, I'm, I'm constantly, but uh, Latu, Verada, <laughs> uh, neck, Necktie, Nectarine, necktie. Nick, Nickel, was definitely an N-word. All right. Uh, and they did like, Latu, Verada. <laughs> uh, all right. I said the words. I uh, said them, so I'm gonna go now. <laughs> no, that so love that one, but me being me, I had to go with the Empire Strikes Back. So mm-hmm. that one for me, I mean, and that just there are several things in Empire Strikes Back that I use all the time. Um, you know, if one of the kids, you know, everybody's like constantly having to clean the rooms and they're losing something, and they're like, "Oh, I'm trying to find it." Mm, found found someone you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Constantly use any of Yoda's stuff you know, Darth Vader stuff. Um, <laughs> and sometimes like if one of them does something wrong and I've got, I've sent them up to their room or wherever, and then I'll go and I'll talk to them for a little bit and they'll be like, well, I just, I just didn't think it was fair. I was like, well, it would be unfortunate if I had to leave a garrison here. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I just think it would be unfortunate. Um, but the, one of the ones that I actually use several times with the kids, and I'm sure that they're going to grow up hating it because they hear me say it to them all the time. Like, but you said I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Mm, good one. Or, I, and Pat, I feel like I've heard you say this one before. This deal's getting worse all the time. <laughs> and, that one's a good one too. And Nora, Nora is like my own little Lando Calrissian. Like half the time she'll walk. In, Hello, what have we here? <laughs> thank, she thank delivers you. that in a way I, I don't even it's, know. It's masterful. It's, it's masterful. Um, my lovely wife just texted me, I love you. So I'm just going to yell back, I know. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Help if I get out and um, Yeah. It might. <laughs> it might. It might. I am not a committee. Um, so, and now that I'm an administrator, I feel like I use that one all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, my average joke, but the average joke quote on this one, I think, should be obvious. No. I am your father. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. I've even used that one with my own kids several times, but um, I mean, I think that's the whiny, 
not not the whiny responsive. No, that's not true. It's impossible. Search your feeling. No, usually that's how the kids respond. <laughs> Just shut up. Um, and then, and this is another one. This is kind of like on the same level as how I feel about my um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail quote is it's one that I feel like I find this so funny and I feel like anybody else just completely glosses over this line in the movie and to me it is one of the funniest moments the funniest lines delivered in the entire movie Um, and if you're not listening for it if you're not thinking about it you don't get quite what they're saying and it's at the very beginning of the movie the first time you see R2 and 3PO and they come walking out of this tunnel and 3PO goes don't try to pay me. I didn't ask you to turn on the thermal heater. I merely commented that it was freezing in the princess's chamber. <laughs> but it's supposed to be freezing. Are we going to dry out all her clothes? I really don't know. Go switch off. And I absolutely love that line. It makes me laugh every single time. And then, and then, like, I, if I'm watching it with the kids, I'll turn around and be like, "You guys, it, did you hear what they said? It, they melted the room, guys. They melted the ice planet. Turned up the heater. No, okay." whatever moving on but that is that's usually my process whenever that line comes up in the movie i'm like you just, you're not understand oh okay so that is mine and, and there's so many other things from empire strikes back that i could have pulled out for this it just I, I think of of any of the star wars movies this one to me is is the most because you've got darth vader you've got yoda you've got like all the different characters i just feel like there's so many quotes from this one in particular so that's what i got hat you took you took one of the other options. I was glad ended up in there because I was like, oh, if I, we're we're sticking to the one choice each, so I, I can't pick like six different choices. So yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody else got this one. I yeah, and uh, you know it's um, uh, Wrath of Khan. I think is my favorite Star Trek thing ever. Um, I I think it just totally. It's a well done movie. It's an exciting movie. You know when you take out this. You know John, you're often uh, quoted as saying that it's a. Uh, a fantastic submarine movie. So I think the combat sequences are, are um, crisp. You know, it's, it's clean. The dialogue is great. It really, I think the writing gets to who the, each of the characters are. You know, you really get a chance to see the characters for who they are. Um, it's got the big twist at the end. I mean, something that it's, you know, it has that, oh my gosh, they went there. And whenever you can do that with a series, that's, you know, uh, it's, it's a balancing act because, you know, either you end up Fonzie jumping the shark or you end up with something that's like, whoa, I didn't expect that, you know? And um, I, I think this movie really um, uh, does a nice job of balancing that. And it, it, it gets to the heart of what Star Trek really is, where it's kind of like McCoy is the emotional kind of, you know, react. Spock is the logic, you know, the science your way out of it. And Kirk is the one that kind of overrides the whole thing. I think they wrote that in there. So, like I said, I really... Um, you know, I, I was going to say, and I, I mean, ahead, I had a brother yeah. who was a, a big Trekkie fan too. And I mean, we had this discussion too at times, but um, I think it saved like the whole movie franchise in terms of that, because the first one oh, yeah. as a kid, I was like, Oh my God, just shoot me. You know, like when that thing was like, I, I could not get it. Yeah. I mean, I was a younger kid, obviously, but that did not appeal. And then Wrath of Khan was like, Oh my God, sign me up. It was like star Wars. I mean, it felt that exciting to see the, you know, yeah. the movie. And then, so yeah. 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 So balance it's, your word yeah, balance is, so great, is key. Great. Yeah, the nice balance of everything. It wasn't too. It, it was just. It was, it was district wide well meetings. It was actually just. I just saw the uh, about the last twenty five minutes of that about uh, last last week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
so it's 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 cool. All right. So um, I don't know if either of these would be average Joe quotes. I mean, I'm I'm guessing con would be like the oh, average nice. Joe one. Yeah. But I, I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that I use all the time. I'll say this for him. He's consistent. And I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard me say it or not. Maybe I say it in my head. I don't know. But I always say that. And it is such a great quote for it's whenever anyone does something that is just mildly to extremely annoying to you, they're not going to change. They're, they are who they are. And what do you say to that? And it's just like, well, I'll say this for him. He's consistent. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it can be anything, you know, like, let's say it's, the, you know, at work, the same person calling in complaining that, you know, they didn't get this place in the cross country team, or they didn't get this place in the seating chart, or they didn't get the, or at home, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we're at some family gathering. Well, we were at some family gathering and this person's always telling the same story or going off on the same tangent. And it's just like, whenever you're in one of those, oh brother situations, it's like, well, I'll give them this, they're consistent. And so I, I think that I think that quote is uh, is a fantastic quote. For those of you that don't remember the movie, that's was the Enterprise is trying to head away from regular one and they're getting chased by Khan and, you know, Khan starts to pull away. So Kirk gets on the radio and antagonizes him. And of course he knows Khan's going to overreact. And anyways, it's a, uh, it's, it's a fun line. The second one is, uh, you take the gym, you proceed from a false assumption. I'm a Vulcan. I have no ego to bruise. And it's it's the scene where Kirk is telling Spock that, you know, we got a problem. I know it's a training cruise. We might need to step in. And, uh, you know, Spock says, well, the command of the ship is yours. And, oh, no, 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 no. I don't need to take that from you. I don't want to, you know, and he's trying to tell Spock, no, I don't want to overstep. And, I'm, and, and uh, Spock delivers it. And Leonard Nimoy delivers the line so well. Um, but... I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the tootle geek out thing and say, yeah, I walk around, uh, try to pretend that I'm a Vulcan in real life. And, uh, I don't think anyone that's known me for about 10 seconds would say, Oh, Pat Canigallo. Now that's a guy that buries his emotions. You really never see an emotion with Pat. That being said, very well played, John. Um, that being said, I think there's something in there that is, is kind of like that. I, I like to try to apply in my life. And it's sometimes whenever I catch myself, which, you know, the ego comes in and whatever that is. I mean, if someone might be stealing the spotlight or someone else comes up with the idea or, Hey guys, I got this plan of what I want to do. Oh, well, someone else kind of steps in. And, and it's like, I don't think any good in any situation comes from putting your ego out there or having being like following your ego. And so I think back to this line and like whenever something happens and it might be like, we all get together. Hey guys, I got a great plan. This is what we're going to do. Oh, someone else, they want to go their thing. I think of this line and it's just like, I have no ego to bruise. And sometimes, you know, it's easy to say, but the, the hard part of it is you can't just say it. And then in your mind be like, yeah, but that jerk stole my thunder and stole my, you know, the cool thing about this is try to apply that to your life and be like, Hey, you know what? Why do I need to put my ego into this? Like, what, like what? That's, why do I need that weakness? I don't need that weakness. I don't need to lead with my ego. You know what? I've got no ego to bruise. No worries. It's all good. You know, and uh, I, I love that quote for it. So I think it was a great quote within the Star Wars universe because it, or Star Trek universe, because, um, you know, it summed up Spock's character so well. 
uh, delivery was so well. But then I think it's something that, you know, you try to apply that, like put your ego second. Don't live with your ego. Don't lead with your ego. Um, I think it's a real cool quote for life. So well, there and, you go. And, and this movie, this movie gave us so many of the great, like classic Star Trek quotes that I feel like you hear, even like people who are just mildly Star Trek fans will use some of these lines, you know, like the, the, the good of the many that. outweighs the good of the few or the one. And right. Yep. And, um, you know, the, the one at the end, the, I, uh, have been and always shall be your friend. And, you know, just, and, and pick anything from Ricardo Montalban in this movie. And I know I, several times, I, even just the other day, I don't remember what the, what the, situation was but I, for some reason i said to the kids very cold revenge yeah. is a dish best yeah. served cold. cold it is very cold in space yes. and I, I think i think i changed it. i think it's when the temperature dropped the other day i was like, and it is very cold today um, awesome. but i've also know that i've used the one you are in a position nothing. to demand nothing i on the other hand am in a position to grant nothing yeah yeah and and i don't believe in the no-win scenario Kobe Ash, I, know I know i've used that one several times Mm -hmm. yeah that one that one is great yep fantastic movie it is Mm -hmm. and ricardo montalban he couldn't even like he could hardly even walk for that movie he was you know he was badly injured Mm -hmm. it's interesting because the the after you get past your average joe quote for pat it's like those quotes were were definitely i mean i mean you didn't pick in my opinion some of the ones that but it's interesting it's interesting like other quotes stuck with you so that's kind of a cool question is that what are the deeper ones because it kind of reflects what maybe personally because I, I thought of the ones that John just like, you know, all the ones he said, I was like sitting in my head saying the one about the revenge, superior intellect, you know, all that. And there's the one more, which is the, uh, I've used it in sports. And I use it more in my head when I'm like, when I'm, when I'm, you know, like battling somebody and you're like going back, whether, whether it's checkers or whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. Um, it's the one where it's like, uh, there she is, there she is, ah, but not so, not so wounded as we are led to believe. Like that one in my head. Like I'm always like, like when somebody's like yeah. playing possum, you know, so like, and you're, and you're like, okay, they, they, you think they're done, but then they're not. So I always like think of that quote. That's one that I don't know. Yeah. And, and how about when, when he's all yeah. beat to heck and they've got the upper hand on the Reliant. Yes, and he starts say, quoting Moby Dick yes. as a thing. Oh my gosh. I that is, that is, that, yeah. oh, that is, I <laughs> From hell's heart, I spit at you. Oh no one my else gosh. could deliver that line better. Wow. Nobody. 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 And and like and that whole thing where, where Khan has the jump on Kirk's ship and, and the bridge is all shot to pieces and Kirk's gotta call that audible and all that kind of thing. And uh, I'll tell you, you wanna you want a lesson in film scoring? Go back and listen to the sound. It's called Kirk's explosive reply and listen to that soundtrack. Then go back and watch the scene or vice versa. And you see that that soundtrack just so much builds that intensity of the scene. But there's, there's another great line in there. Here's an honorable mention of you need to learn why things work on a starship, not just how, and how many times, I mean, and that's, that's another line that for some reason, it's like, we want to miss that in society. You know, it's kind of like, it, it again, I don't want to go into specifics, but it'll be something at work or there'll be something like this. And it's just like, guys, we need to figure out why we're doing this as opposed to just how. It kind of goes back to Jeff's quote of um, from Jurassic Park about um, uh, uh, the one that I, I got to look back on it. I'm going to mess it all up. But uh, the. Um, They're preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't yes. stop to think if they should. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like along those things, you know, like there's the bigger 
deeper thing. So anyways, yeah, sorry, I'm getting too excited about the movie. And then uh, one other quote from that too that I always like, like remember at least or think, and that has to do again with my brother because like I said, my one brother who passed away was very, very, you know, like he was complete Trek fan, like all the series, everything, just nonstop Star Trek uh, um, fanatic. Anyway, um, I did a montage for his funeral and at the beginning, we actually like at the like I used I used two things, and one of them was at the, you know the whole Genesis where where they do Spock's funeral in that one. So I actually did a thing, and then it went to slideshow, mm-hmm. and then it ended you know with with uh, shooting it out into the uh, the Genesis planet. But the one that I used was uh, the 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 um, of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most, and then Kirk's great acting was you know the human yeah that one yeah so that's a quote yeah yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that, yep. Dennis, when you did that. Yeah. It was kind of the bookends of his slideshow yeah. at his funeral. Yeah. Was the, was the Star Trek quotes from that movie. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. We're going back. So um, I was, this was debating between the ones I was bouncing back and I'm just going to, I'll tell you the one I picked, but I'll tell you the two that were like, obviously one you just mentioned um, a little while ago was Army of Darkness. So that was one, but the, but after I got, I mean, there's <laughs> enough quotes in there, but I really, after a couple, I, I, kind of struggle i don't really use them that often <clears throat> and we mentioned the ones that we already you know i like the uh I, it's got the one uh give me some sugar that one yeah give me some sugar baby <laughs> that one and uh and then there's some of the, the, the ghoul quotes and stuff but then the next thing was um i actually went <laughs> you found me <laughs> <Yes>. beautiful once <laughs> honey you got real ugly <laughs> yeah all right you primitive screwheads listen up see this <laughs> this is my boomstick <laughs> 12-gauge, double-barreled Remington, S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. Got that? And, and I'm pretty sure this was from, from that one. It's, uh, I used to know, it's from one of the series, but I think it's from Maria Darkness, which is the, um, I used that actually in a Valentine's card one time. It was the, ah, oh, baby, ah, oh, baby. That's what they just call pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so that was that was what i used um what what about the sweet what about the sweet words you spoke to me oh maybe that's just oh, come on pillow talk um good good yeah, yeah, the gun. i'm the guy with the gun so anyway so i went from that one then i went to actually sixth sense and i was like you know i see dead people mm. you know when you see a lot of like guys i often think of that when there's people like who are just spaced out and zombies whether it's on their phones whatever it's like i see dead people you know <laughs> like i've said that to myself you're gonna need a bigger boat so but there wasn't as many deep that i Totally. So I, I ended up going to the one that uh, Jeff, um, that was my, actually my third choice, which was Jaws. So Jaws. So Jaws was the one. Nice. And uh, the, I think the, um, probably the, the average Joe quote is we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, and then um, farewell and adieu. For, for, for me, the deeper one is farewell. It's, it's more of a song than a quote, but the farewell and adieu, the, uh, Spanish ladies. Ladies of Spain. Farewell. And adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs> so I'll catch myself because my dad used to actually like once in a while go into that, like like Sparta. He, he would oh. mess it up probably like I'm doing, but um, that's why it would be messed up. But 
Uh, and then there's a couple, let's see the other ones. Um, the other ones, when they're doing the whole scar thing, when they're talking about the scars, I mean, there's just so many, there's, there's a lot of, um, I had that on my list on, on my, yeah. my deep quote was the, uh, the Indianapolis story. Oh yes. The Indianapolis story, which is the long yet, which is so good. Oh. And then the, Oh, the other one too, that I, Ooh. that I do actually use is the, and it's people don't get it's from that movie. Like you'll tell them, they'll be like, what are you so negative for? So the, they're all going to die <laughs> from Hooper where Hooper says it, <laughs> they're all yeah. going to die. It's just a simple phrase. Yeah. But whenever you see somebody doing something stupid, that's some bad hat, Harry, something, you just go, they're all going to die. <laughs> Yeah. Way to go Show home. Yeah. The way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go. You know, the quote that I was uh, yeah. for $10,000, you get the head, <laughs> head you get the yep, tail, the whole damn thing. The whole damn thing. <laughs> Love that quote. We have That's a great this island quote. has too many captains on it. Here's the swimming with bow legged women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a, what a fantastic movie. And I, I'm, I'm, Again, uh, you know, you guys brought me into the soundtrack show, but the, the the soundtrack show episode on Jaws or three episodes on Jaws, how fantastic! And you know, you're making mentioning a bunch about the movies, um, yes. music, and it's it's really he he breaks down well, just how, how powerful. Save the movie, uh, yeah. Otherwise, oh I yeah, think, yeah. If you oh, don't yeah. have that, and and it's interesting that like that whole, I know it's not the topic about quotes, but it's like that whole part with the. Uh, when I think when John Williams first played it for him, he said, he's like, he goes here, this is what it is. And I think he just sat down on the piano and did it, you know, da, 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 and he was like, okay, yeah, no, seriously, what is it? He's like, no, no, that's it. Yeah. That, <laughs> and, that, and then when, that's it. Yeah. And if there's any study about how a film uses the song to really set you up left and right and just tell a story. I mean, that is, that is huge. Yeah. Cause like, I think they said without it, you got this big fake looking shark and he added two things, the musical yeah. choice and the editing is that that's probably one of the best, examples of a movie where the editing really and the music saved a lack of special effects at the time because the effects are horrible yeah. you know like they're not well great. and so you had to show just yeah. enough of that and shot. he also showed one frame too much or two two frames too much now all of a sudden it just becomes like i think in the words of um of spielberg it becomes a, instead of something scary he's got a big floating piece of you know uh, a turd and that's what he used to describe the shark mm-hmm. as because it just kept going wrong all the time and David W. Collins also will talk and correct me. It's the diagenic mm-hmm. music, diagenic, right? That's the music yeah. that's in the thing. He would diagenic. Yeah. He talks about that song that Quint sings and how that song fits really? into the whole, you know, telling of the movie. It's, it's, sure. it's, it's a cool episode. And again, and I'm just going to say that, you know, you mentioned that story of the Indianapolis that Quint tells. I mean, yeah, that whole thing is fantastic. I mean, that's just, that is chilling. Like I'll watch that five minutes and that's like a movie within itself. And okay, Jeff, sorry. The friendly fire I mean, guys you, uh, talk about the uh, U.S. <laughs> they talk about the, uh, the movie about the Indianapolis and their line is those, that three minutes in Jaws is like six trillion times better of a movie than the whole like USS Indianapolis thing movie. You know, they, they, they reference Jaws and just say, if, if like that whole, like that three minutes is just so powerful. Just the way that... Um, Quint and I forget the actor's name. I'm remiss in that, but the way he tells that story is just yeah. amazing. And um, you know? and thinking back to like as I was going through the reason I said that has more quotes that I've used, but I don't currently use all those from there. But I remember like too the uh, even just little subtle ones with where you know I we we're getting in uh, we we're doing whitewater rafting, you know, and you have to put the 
a life jacket on. I would mm-hmm. just say to myself, like, if people like thought you were serious, I'd be like, I'll never put a, another life jacket on again, you know, because he says that in the whole before he set up the story. And it's serious where he's saying it's serious. And I'll just be like, I'll never put another life. And I'll be like, what? And I'm just like, I don't know the Jaws quote. So there's like a lot of ones like that that pop out. The other one too is when you're shooting anything, like a bow and arrow or a target, often I would say to myself, anybody guess that one or no? Smile, you son of a bitch. Yes. But you don't say it. But you don't say it. (laughs) You stop. (laughs) See, that's the thing. You don't say it. You just go smile, you son of a... And then you stop. Because all of a sudden it's the, the blast from the gun. So you would shoot whatever you were shooting, whether yeah. it's a bow and arrow or you know, archery or like target at a, something. It was always be, I even did it during paintball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to say that, like you got it, you got to actually be shooting the M1. Well, yeah, I, didn't have I remember once uh, I did, well, yeah, I remember that, I did that, it at paintball, yeah, once, that'd be. paintball and you know, you're sitting there and you're like, just yeah. kind of snipering somebody out and they're kind of moving. And they're just not right there yet. They're not right there yet. And you just, and I remember saying out loud, there's somebody next to me, I go, smile, you son of a, you know, and you should shoot. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, but like again those aren't fun. as currently used but it's still probably when i look back at it i, I think that was one of the more quotable mm-hmm. yeah great call all right so moving into fantasy i'm actually going to have uh so dennis i'm going to push you back just a second and uh, we've got Bo and jeff actually picked the same movie so i'm gonna let you guys oh, go back, great back so that we've got we'll just and so do Bo and i <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right, Bo, when you want to start us off with The Princess Bride? All right. It's funny because I originally had Jeff's average Joe quote. I changed it today on the advice of my better half. Um, my average Joe quote is... Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. And I'll tell you, if my wife liked this movie at all, I was going to try to work that into our wedding. She didn't like it. But she does not enjoy this movie. And How is that? Wow. You still married her, huh? I know. (laughs) I know. I don't know if I found out that until after. No, I had to because I would have brought this up. Yeah. So since we're doing the same one, should we do Jeff's um, average Joe quote now, and then we'll do expert quotes? Yeah, Jeff, what's your average Joe? My average quote was just like, it's the most obvious one, right? So, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
Great quote. My dad brought that up today. He's like, yeah, I just watched The Princess Bride the other day. I said, yeah. And that was the first quote he went to. He's like, my name is Inigo Montoya. Prepare, uh, you killed my father. Prepare to I was like, right on, dad. My, my dad used to actually like when, when we were little, he used to kind of chase us around the house and repeat that over and over again. Cool. It was kind of like he would do that. And he would do that one scene from the uh, Three Stooges. Uh, yeah. The Niagara Slowly Falls. I turned. Scene from Slowly the Three Stooges. I turned. Slowly I turned. Those those would be the two he would do. And he'd like to repeat those. Uh, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Well, the die. thing about that quote, though, is... Uh, if you really look at every time it gets said in the movie, when you get to that last fight scene between Inigo and Count Rugen, oh, yeah. Mandy Patinkin puts on a master class of how changing your inflection can changes the, changes the whole scope of the line. I mean, that, that whole revenge mm-hmm. scene, which is probably one of the best revenge scenes in all of cinema, um, you know, it's... It, and all he's using is that same line over and over again. It just, it, it, the intensity grows every time he repeats it. And they, it just builds the emotion of it too. Yeah. Because yeah. like when you see that younger, you're not sure that he's going to, I really didn't know if he was going to live or not or what it was going to happen. And you're, you know, you're watching the scene and, and you're just hoping he gets this revenge on this guy because you hate the other guy so much. And as he keeps on going with the line, you like almost are saying it with him and helping him get the words out to keep him going to keep him, you know, to finish yeah so i just yeah i mean it it, it builds up the emotional impact yeah. of that scene for sure and then you get to the point where he's got rugen cornered and rugen's offering him anything he wants and he just ends yeah. it with i want my father yeah. back you son of a bitch, and just runs him yep. through with his sword so well yeah. done but Bo, what's your uh what's your expert level i had a lot of trouble <laughs> deciding between two quotes from our boy andre the giant <laughs> I, I I love the there's one I use more often and there's one I find more obscure and amusing. <clears throat> the obscure and amusing one for me has always been anybody want a peanut? <laughs> no one has any idea what you're talking about. It's a little inside joke for yourself. It's beautiful, but you can use it whenever you have peanuts in your hand, which is good. <laughs> but you can also use it when it, you know, anyone's passing anything out. Anybody want the peanuts? But then the one that I feel like I use more often that's an expert level quote, and it's only expert level because it could come from anywhere. You just you just wiggle I your thumb. That. That's I great. Work a lot when I'm carrying stuff. That's great. <laughs> I'm on the brute squad. You are the brute squad. You are the brute squad. Exactly. I well, I was uh, I was going between two quotes as well. And the first one that I was thinking about was you rush a miracle, man, you get rotten miracles. Um, but the one that I landed on, uh, which is the one that I feel like I use, I may think it more often than I say it is get used, get used to disappointment. I love this one. <laughs> How are you? No one of consequence. I must know. get used to disappointment. Okay. I, I know I I know I've thought that before when uh, when I've had students like trying to argue something or um, talk about you know they want this in life or they or they want this thing or that thing or whatever like get used to disappointment if you don't learn skills now it's not going to happen in that movie I love the entire exchange that happens with that line because it's the who are you must know no one of consequence get I must know get used to disappointment okay. 
and it's just okay and then they keep fighting so the the one that i like because have you ever seen the interview with mandy patinkin where he talks about like his favorite line from the movie like what he you know even yes. as an older man when he like went back and watched it and he's like this i love this line. he's like i remember this line i made this movie many years ago but this line has always stuck with me i've heard it but i'm, I'm actually drawing a blanket because it's not what i thought it's not like a, i didn't think it was a, a super catchy popular one i thought no, it's it's the line where he says, um, it's very strange. I've been in the yes. revenge business so long now that it's over. I don't know yes. what to do with the rest of my life. He he was said in an interview when he now that he's much older, he's like, I didn't really fully mm-hmm. understand that line when I was a younger man and a younger actor. He's like, but now that I've had years, like that line has really stuck with me. The very end of the movie is there. And, you know, everybody says the famous line from the movie, and that's what they think. But I was 26 years old, I think, when I made that film. And there's the last scene in the movie and the last line in the movie, and I'm looking at it, and, I, and we have it on, and I hear the guy who's played by me say this last line in the movie, and, and it, to me, became the line of the film for me and of my life that that kid who said it never even realized what he was saying when he said it. And the line that I love the most for me from that movie is... I have been in the revenge business so long. Now that it's over, I do not know what to do with the rest of my life. Because I remember at the time, I thought it was going to be like a funny quote or something. And then when he went and he said it, I was like, whoa, okay, that's mm-hmm. deeper than, yeah. The other one that I really love is, is I've seen the one where he's in the middle of an interview and one of the interviewers gets up and leaves because his wife went into labor. Okay. And um, one of the journalists gets up and leaves in the middle of the interview with Mandy Patinkin because his, his wife texted him and said, I'm going to the hospital. And Mandy Patinkin is like, well, that's amazing. Like, that's the happiest thing I've ever heard. I don't even want you to ask me questions anymore. Let's just talk about babies. He's like, I just want to talk about happy things. And I like, I really love this guy. Like, this guy is cool. Like, he's he's so excited that this person he barely knows is having a baby that he's like, let's just stop the interview. I want to say that he had a reputation at one point for being an, an actor that was very difficult to get along with. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think wasn't it, wasn't it just because of his, how he prepares? Like he is so into his characters as he got older, anyway, that it was hard to work with him because he was that character all the time. At least that's the way I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's why he's not on. He didn't last on the what was the crime show he was on? Criminal, Criminal Minds. Yeah, that one. Yeah, he. He didn't last there for very long. He's he didn't still last on in Chicago Hope for very long. Isn't he on Criminal Minds still? I thought, or is he off? Or maybe Mantegna. Oh, yeah. What's his name took over? No, is, uh, is yeah, Mantegna took over right. for That's him. Right. Yeah. 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 Isn't he on Homeland? Yeah. But that was the, the book on him, but it was that he was just so into the job that it just. All right, so I'm going to do this. Since I didn't write them in and you guys don't know what they are, I'm going to reverse my um, go to the expert ones. I think that and they'll see which, who, who gets it first. I'm going to go through a couple of the um, expert ones, and if somebody gets it, just shout it out. You boiled Howard him the up, duck. I know. You boiled him up, I know it. <laughs> boiled him up, I know it. Um, hmm. He boiled him up, I know it. Is that Willy Wonka? <laughs> nice. Yeah, Augustus. Augustus is mom. Augustus yeah. Nice well. Because nice yeah. well. for some reason, I just say it a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Get asked if my kids will vouch mm-hmm. me out to be like, you boiled him up, I know it. Strike um, that, reverse it. Strike that, I was going to go to the strike that reverse it. That's the other one because Charlie, she's an idiot. <laughs> I want to open So why won't she listen to him? Because Charlie, Charlie she's, she's an idiot. <laughs> so I remember doing that one a lot. Um, and then the one strike that reverse it. Like I say that probably every rotation at some point, I would say that during when I was teaching uh, the digital film. 
I would say that one. So much time because mm-hmm. I would tell you know like, all right, let's go get to work. So much time. So oh, yeah. that, wait a minute. That one gets used weekly. Because you're trying to get kids to do something and get into a project, get moving. It's like you give them the instructions. All right. And then I would start with that and I would say that line. And, and you'd always get once in a while a kid who would get it. Other kids would look at it and go like, wait a second. What do you mean? Oh, and, and I'm like, Willy Wonka? And they're like, yeah. So that one. Um, but that one's got like so many, a little nonsense mm-hmm. now and then is relished by the wisest yep. men. I mean, there's the, so many. The suspense is terrible. I hope it'll last. <laughs> I hope it'll last. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Um, so, so that was probably it. The uh, I think the one, the one that I remember honestly, like as a, you know, deeper quote that's always been, and probably a moment just even in my life that I always said the one quote that Can't stuck with me is Dandy is, but liquor is quicker. Yes, <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> it's the one where he says, Mister Wonka. So shines a good deed in a weary world. Charlie. My boy. You won! You did it! You did it! I knew you would! I just knew you would! I, that that would have been my if that, that would have been my expert level pick if I had picked this one. See, but I, is it expert level? You think? I guess it maybe it is. Yeah, I don't I, know. So for me, it's the most common. Okay. But I wonder. I don't think yeah, anybody. Guess, if you said a, that, I don't think anybody would know it's from Willy Wonka. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, except the two of you. Well, yeah. He can't swim. There's no better time to learn. <laughs> <laughs> if the good Lord intended us to walk. He would have invented. You're turning states. violent, um, violent. <laughs> violent, you're too. Yeah. So I mean that that like particular moment in that quote, I remember just says like as a young kid, and I've I've wrote I wrote about this in a paper or something in school too back then. Um, it was about empathy and things like that, and just like trying to actually like doing the the, the, the right, not empathy, but more like, um, um not, what's the word? Um, altruism, altruism and stuff. And it was just kind of the whole idea of like, you know, good behavior and stuff. And in that moment in the movie, when the dad, when that was starting, the grandpa's like, we're going to give him that, you know, that he just got through ripping the dad and ripping them. You get nothing. You stole fizzy lifting drink. Da, da, da. Good day, sir. And he's like, just totally, you're hating Willy Wonka at this point. And then the grandpa comes back with like, we're going to give, you know, uh, Slugworth is gobstopper. And, and it's like all the adults just falling apart and being like asses basically. And then all of a sudden the kid just comes back, puts it on there quietly and says, thank you, Mr. Wonka or whatever. And then walks out. And then he just says that line. And it's like, that feeling just stuck. Like you felt like, okay, I was, t- I was, I remember at the time I was thinking the kid just got to give him the gobstopper back. Like that's what I was thinking. And when he did it and then he gives him that line, it's like, it's just a, a line that sticks with you. And I think has the power to change somebody like, and just that whole idea of like, most everyone else, unfortunately, would have done the greedy, evil thing. But here, this one boy innocently comes back and just, you know, puts it back and, and walks away. And it just, it always stuck with me. What's the, uh, what, what's the quote about, um, we, we are the, we're, we're the, the dreamers music makers. Of a, yeah, we're the we, music we're, makers. We're, yeah. we're the dreamer of dreams, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. But there's so many good ones in yeah. there, yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, so yeah. So I'll be going with that. And all right, well, mine for this, I was glad that somebody else picked Princess Bride because I was agonizing over whether or not to do Princess Bride or to do this one. And you know, Jeff, when you used to be in my class with me, like this was these were the two movies that we showed at the kind of towards oh, the end of the Lord. year. I know. So it's gonna be a half hour right here for this right. one. <laughs> one movie. Well, and right there, I knew, I knew you guys were gonna pick the Princess Bride. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, but between Princess Bride and Labyrinth, so Labyrinth is the one I went with, and. And I don't know. I mean, it, it, this is one, like I said, you know, these being more personal choices, 
in my family, we watch this, especially my sister and I, we watch this movie so many times. We have this own just vocabulary, probably even between the two of us, that we will quote this thing back and forth. And it doesn't hurt that my sister's name is Sarah. So hmm. there will be times that I will call her up and I'll be like, Sarah friend. <laughs> and just I use so many lines from this movie and I just smell bad. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how she replies back to me. <laughs> Um, but just so many lines and, and we're huge David Bowie fans too. So so many lines from this movie, um, most of them singing, but, um, and I think Jeff, I, I think we joked around that, um, with this movie, we upped the amount of iTunes purchases for dance, magic dance in one day. Um, yeah, well, get that, that one class, I got, yeah. those kids are in college now for sure. That, uh, yeah. That yeah. one year they, uh, those kids were all in mm-hmm. on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many. Crazy. Like they bought it, where they were singing on the bus on the way mm-hmm. home that day. They said, "Yeah, yeah." So so many, there's so many good lines in this one. You know, so the labyrinth is a piece of cake, is it? Let's see how you deal with this little slice. And just you know, the the little worm. Actually, for one Christmas, I found like a stuffed animal uh, version of the little worm. Did you say hello? No, I said hello, but that's close enough. Um, you know, just all the different little characters and um hoggle you know anything hoggle says and I, one of them i love is when they're going through she the, went that way she would go straight to the castle yeah. <laughs> oh well um one of the ones i love is when they're down in one of the lower levels and uh and the voices are like well the path you will lead you to certain destruction he's like oh shut up and he's like oh please <laughs> no one ever comes down here anymore i never get to say it oh all right just don't expect a big reaction and just all those different lines but um so the ones I ended up choosing as mine, the average Joe quote. You remind me of the babe. babe? Babe with the power. Power of voodoo. You do. Remind me of the babe. What? A goblin babe. <laughs> well. so many lines and my sister and I will use them back and forth. You know, the, the guards at the doors um, when you've got like the two headed guards at each of the doors and uh, my sister will use the line all the time. Um, Does that make any sense to you? I don't know. I've never understood it. Um, You know, and just these random stuff like that. But the one that I did choose was. Well, the only way out of here is to try one of these doors. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth and the other one leads to certain death. I feel like we use that one all the time. Just, just pick a random reason why you would, this will lead to bum, 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 certain death. I absolutely, absolutely love this movie. Okay. See, I kept it under half an hour. I'm surprised. <laughs> all right. Well, that was for me. Uh, so Pat fantasy movies. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go to another favorite movie of mine, the matrix Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's, there you go, man. You called it. Uh, I'm, I'm saving that for my 1990s movies. Um, the, uh, uh, fantasy movies, the matrix, I, uh, love the matrix. So if there's a countdown for the big Lebowski, like I'm fired up to talk about 99, uh, in 99, the matrix. Um, so, um, I remember when this came out, I remember seeing a trailer for it and being like, that looks kind of weird, but I knew nothing, nothing about this movie, uh, until a buddy of mine, I was in college, dragged me to it and said, 
not drag me, but like we got to see the Matrix like right now. And uh, yeah, I walked in and my reaction was very much like Neo when like he like learned Kung Fu. And uh, I, I was like, okay, that's it. Like the first thing I did uh, after leaving the theater was walked out, bought another ticket and walked right back in. The second thing I did after leaving was I finally signed up for the, there was a martial arts school on campus. And that's when I started studying martial arts after watching this movie. I'm like, I've been kind of like on the fence about it. And after seeing this movie, yep, going to do it. And I think I'm embarrassed, not really to say that if you look at my, um, my spending finances, it was like, you know, rent money, pizza, tuition, matrix. Like I spent, I, I think I went to this movie at least 19 or 20 times in the theater when it was out. Like I loved this movie. And, um, Obviously, we're focusing on just just focusing on quotes, um, so I'm not going to go too much off about the, um, the, you know, how much and why and all that w- with what I love this movie. And like anything, this when you have quotes, you got to be careful because it's easy to kind of throw a quote out there and without any context, you know, you get about the, the emotional impact of like reading something out of a fortune cookie. You know, it's just like you quote it and hey, and I, and this movie was so you know, some people panned it for this, but I thought it was such a cool mashup of all the different, you know, philosophies that were out there, uh, uh, you know, outlooks and the world and all that. I, I thought that many of the quotes that they put in there, you know, as long as you were willing to kind of follow it through and really think about how does this apply in the movie and maybe even study, like what, what philosophy did this come from? Like, where were they going when they put this in there? Um, I, I think, you know, I think you can find some pretty cool stuff in the matrix. You know, otherwise you run the risk of, you know, doing like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Pulp Fiction where it was, I never thought about it. I just thought it was some cool stuff to say before I shot someone, um, you know, when talking about quotes. So obviously, you know, the average Joe quote, I think is. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. Right? I mean, that's the one that everybody knows. Um, but I kind of went, I went a little bit, uh, I, I did kind of the deep cut with it where when he's actually first saying there's no spoon and he's talking to the kid and it's, then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. And, uh, you know, I, I, that kind of sat with me because, you know, I was in college, so I didn't know poop from ice cream about the world and life and everything like that when I first saw it. And it was like, what does that mean? Like, how do you bend the spoon by bending your head? And this is just another way to say, like, you know, that whole idea of be the change, right? And it's like, you're not going to change the world. You know, in the movie, you know, you're not going to sit there and make the spoon magically, like, bend, Okay. All you're going to do is you're, you have to change yourself. You'll have to see that it's you that bends, not something that's in the world. And then the idea that, okay, um, th- that, that whole there is no spoon, and again, it's getting later, so it's easy to get kind of deep and all that, but I mean, like, that kind of really brings into questions of like, hmm, okay, there is no spoon. Okay, and in the movie, Morpheus also asks, what is real? Like, you know... And so it kind of leads you to believe like, okay, you know, there is no spoon. Okay, I'm going to shoot the cable on an elevator and be able to do superhuman things. Okay, well, that's not really what they mean, but there is no spoon. It kind of brings in the thing like, okay, what are we really trying to do? 
Are we going for material in, in life? Are we going for materialistic gain? Uh, you know, are we trying to get things? Because whatever's afterwards, you can't bring that with you. So yeah, this world is real now, but it's not going to be real later. So what am I really doing right now that I'm going to be able to carry with me? And so from that standpoint, are these tangible things and cell phones and spoons and whatever, is that really real? Or am I trying to change myself and this stuff really, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really took a deep dive and especially having thought about that quote, you know, and starting to question, you know, what's important in the world, what is real? And um, so, yeah, sorry, that was supposed to be the average Joe, not the deep dive. But yeah, I like that one. The, the idea, you know, there is no spoon. It's not the spoon that's bending you have to learn to bend yourself. You know, you, you know, it's yourself. And then the expert level quote is, you know what that means? It's Latin. Means know thyself. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Being the one is just like being in love. No one can tell you you're in love. You just know it through and through, balls to bone. And it's when the oracle, you know, Neil goes to the oracle and he finds out, okay, it's, it's really not what she's going to tell him. He has to kind of, you know, like be the one before he's like, you know, deciding to be the one. He has to act like it and so forth. And I just think that that works for me because, I mean, you know, Dennis, you knew that. It was about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember going to you and just saying, dude, what am I doing? Like, why, why yeah. am I? why am I like, I'm not, you know, why am I in this line of work? Like what is going on here? And it's kind of like, you know, I think, I think everybody, and I don't know if it's at some some point, I think everybody does that. And you know, you kind of question, you know, know thyself and either that could be like your career or it could be, okay, who am I and why am I doing this? And does the career define me or who am I that, okay, maybe this is just my job. And I don't know. So, like I said, there's some quotes, and if you look at it within the context of the whole movie, uh, I think it really brings those brings those to life. You know, knowing yourself and how that's kind of a of a journey, and then the whole idea of you know being the change. You know, you're you know the the, the tangible these things that we're touching here that necessar- isn't necessarily the real. The real is what's inside yourself. So, anyways, love the Matrix. There's some cool stuff in there too, and. Uh, those are the quotes. No, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. I know. <laughs> I mean, anything that uh, Hugo Weaving says, man, mm-hmm. that's just awesome. Mr. Anderson. Right. You hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. It is the sound of your death. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. You have a job. You <laughs> pay your taxes. You... Help your landlady take out her, her garbage. garbage. And then it's this right here. Somehow yeah. he just goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, oh, that's so cool. Who's watching the Matrix uh, tonight? Bam. All three. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can skip over, you know, the part two, because I'll, I'll do that. For, I would do that for least favorite quotes. Uh, vis-a-vis concurrently, um, uh, ellipsis, emphasis, yeah. and, you know, all the nonsense yeah. stuff that he goes into. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for our final category, 1990s? Bo, what do you got for 1990s? The Adam Sandler classic, Billy Madison. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> my average Joe quote, <laughs> Veronica Vaughn. Oh, hot, 
Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> I did have a question for the group. The other one that we tend to say a lot in my house is shampoo is better. It cleans the hair. Conditioner is better. It keeps the hair silky and smooth. But I couldn't decide if that was average Joe enough. Mm-hmm. And I already had my expert level quote picked uh, out. So. Okay. The Heine one to me would have been the yeah I, that one's you think that what you were asking if that's the average yeah yeah show? would the shampoo one qualify for average Joe I don't think the shampoo is no. average yeah. Joe I I would no I I'd reverse so. though I mean the average Joe well, is the, and the, that's yeah, why the, I left uh, the shampoo one out because my expert level quote yeah. had to be <clears throat> and oddly uh-huh. this came up a couple yeah. of weeks maybe last week <clears throat> Mr Madison. What you have just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh, and while oh, I don't use that whole quote in everyday life, <laughs> I do tend to use the, we are now dumber for having heard that. <laughs> oh, You yeah. either speed through it in your head when right? somebody says something. <laughs> so you speed through the whole conversation silently in your head, you might just just one phrase, which would be that right. dumber part, or that we're all stupider for having yes. it, it comes out, yeah. Yes, but the whole thing does play oh, yeah. in your head while people are talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually at a meeting. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. It could be, could be, could be at student work oh, occasionally, sure. but most of the sure. time it is uh... <laughs> building building sets. It, it came up a few times. If there's any attempt for either contestant to cheat, especially with my wife, who is <laughs> dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I know what one of the ones I used to use that I don't anymore just because it's kind of mean is today, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, that oh. came up much more than it should. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's funny, man. Yeah, if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Now the the one that I will Doyle's use, rule. Yeah, oh, Doyle's rule. <laughs> The, the one I will use is when um, Chris Farley as the bus driver is talking about, <laughs> is talking, you know, that uh, that Veronica Vaughn, you know, it's, I know I from experience. That. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And then what I love is, no, like, his, I don't. His, the, is how he kind of ends that whole thing. And he's like, uh, but you can imagine what it would be. And then he ends it with, and I know I've, I've used this several times. So it was like, if everybody's in the car and like being crazy and I'm like, just sit down and get buckled because we got to go. Like sit down and get buckled and then i'll usually end it with everybody buckled everybody on good great grand wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh no yelling on the bus isn't that where he finally gets the high school and he pulls up in the camaro or the trans am mm-hmm. and he's rocking like the 80s uh mm-hmm. rock music <laughs> rocking the 80s rock and he's- the stroke is playing when he pulls up i it could be i don't remember what to- i think so yeah. Yeah, and he pulls up in the Camaro. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, man. It's a beautiful thing. 
Uh, this is the one that stumped me for, I mean, when I say about choosing this, this, yeah, this, this was the hard part. The cat, the, um, that question again, whether it's something I quote. So I was stuck between two movies and I know you guys had a lot of them. And, and sometimes I filter through and I think, well, this is, you know, John's going to say that one or, and I've been right on some of these and Pat or somebody's going to say something else. And so I started trying to dig a little bit deeper to find something else. Cause there's so many possibilities. And, uh, one of them was Jerry Maguire. And that's because I think, Pat, you know this. I don't know. I think I've told you the story. Another thing that I frequently would say to my classes uh, was the whole line, which I pretty much had down, yes. you know, pretty much Pat, which was, you know, you know, I know which one it is. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It is an up at dawn pride swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about. Okay. Help me! Help me, Rod. Help me! Help you. Help me. Help you. Help me. Help you. Help me. Help you. Help me. Help you. That was when they didn't get directions and didn't listen. I had to repeat yes. things. That was a common. That was a yes. common thing. Now, again, like, like Bo, you might not start with the right, whole beginning of that. Them. It often would just transform into, it would just be with the help me help you. And I actually had that clip. I, I, I cut that clip out and I had in a video where I got tired of acting it out and saying myself, I would often just play the video on my big screen. And <laughs> When there was too many questions of the same things over and over again, and I don't get, I don't get, what do we got to do? And it's all written on the board. And it's on a website. And I just told you, and yeah. and now it's you know due tomorrow, and you're asking what do we got to do? And I would just sit there and I would play like, help me, help you. So that <laughs> so I was stuck between that, and I still loved always the quote from the little kid. You guys remember that? Yeah, one? I don't remember it? either. You know, I, I, the human head. Oh yeah. Did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Human head weighs eight pounds. I mean, there's a lot of other good, like more of their kind of the romantic quotes and stuff like that too. But, uh, but anyway, so it was between that one and I actually have gone with the other one. I just had to mention that quote because it is a very, and, and it's that question again, is that something I use more frequently? Yes, but that's really the only quote I use from that movie. Um, and then there's another one where it's like, how many, what's a quote that has a movie that has more quotes in it or like a bunch of them. So eventually, so I'll go with the uh, expert one and I'll see if you guys get this. Now there's a couple other expert ones. I'm going to go with this one. I'll go from harder and then I'll work my way into when he gets it. Yeah, he used to just put a, uh, a wrench, a stick, and a belt on the table and just say choose. Well, I got to go with the belt there, Vanna. I used to go with the wrench. Why the wrench? Because f*** him. That's why. Your foster father. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. Um, you got it, Pat? Uh, it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um... I, uh, Freud said the Irish are the uh, no. Oh, Goodwill um, hunting. Goodwill hunting. Son of a bitch, he stole my line. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that okay, was... Goodwill hunting. Yeah. So I went with the harder one for the expert quote there, but um, and then uh, the the uh, the the average Joe quote is going to be um. Do you like apples? Yeah. I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> or I also thought the possible average Joe quote was, um, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's even been used, that's been used in some TV shows and stuff and skits lately, I think I've seen. 
Yeah. Where he just confronts him and keeps repeating, yeah. it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But that one's got so many good quotes. Oh, yeah. I mean, from, from uh, not just from, you know, from uh, um, the kid, but from like, obviously from, uh, from Robin Williams' character. Yeah. To circle back to Jerry Maguire, yeah. the quote that we use from that movie all the time is just when he shouts, fine. And he throws his hands up. He throws, yeah, throws yes, his yes, hands yes, up yes. and kicks fine. one leg out. It's like fine. It's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we do yes, that one Jerry, in our yep, house yep. a lot. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yes. So that so it's it that was a tough, tough, tough call between deciding those two. I guess the one that had more meaningful quotes in some ways, uh, you know, Goodwill Hunting script is excellent. Um, you know. Does this violate the doctor patient relationship? Unless you grab all right, Jeff, uh, your your next one. I, this this is one of the reasons why I really like you. Yeah, you know, I and this I'm so just, I'm so glad this one ended up on the list because I love this movie. And this was in the last fifteen minutes that I made this change. I, okay, what did you I, have before? I struggled with this category. Okay, um, I had all sorts of stuff. Uh, at one point, I had Shawshank on here. Mm. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, yeah. I had Toy Story on here. Um. But I finally just, as I, the more I thought about it, I settled on Empire Records as nice. quote, quotable Ooh. movie from the 90s. And I can't decide on my average Joe quote. So this is where you guys, have all of you guys seen this? It's been a long time, but. I, many, I go back. Many times. I have not seen it. So I guess I will be putting this at the top of my list based on everything you guys are saying. Oh, man. Dennis, have you seen oh. this one? I I've seen it, but okay, it's been a so, while. John, I'm going to have to depend on you to help me figure out uh, average quote. So I have, I, I have two, I have two or three quotes for average and expert. Jeff, we we mustn't dwell. <laughs> no, not today. We, we can't. can't. It's Rex Manning. Not on day. Rex Manning Day. Yeah, like that's that's on my average Joe quote. Oh, we mustn't dwell. No, no, not today. We can't. <laughs> Not on Rex Manning Day. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Along with... Damn the man! Save the Empire! <laughs> and You're just a washed up imposter, man. Why don't you all just fade away? Yep. So I, I think all three of those quotes can work for the average Joe quote from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then expert level, I have. I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. <laughs> Who glued all these quarters down? <laughs> I did. What for? I don't the feel arts. the need to explain my art to you, Warren. Um, then I have. I wonder if I'll be held responsible for this. And then the quote that I probably use the most from this movie is, "What's with you today?" <laughs> yeah. What's with today? Today. What's with you today? What's with today, today? Yesterday you were fine. Today you're all like Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid. Well, Sinead Rebellion, shock me, shock me, shock me with that, that deviant, deviant behavior. behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody really famous. Let me look that one up. Was there anybody like pretty famous in that one besides, I think, was it It was the guy who played Skull? The, uh, I mean, Liv at, Tyler wasn't, yeah, yeah, she wasn't really famous yet. At the time, no. But like Renee Zellweger is in it. Mm-hmm. Liv Tyler's in He's it. In, okay. Um. Isn't it, who's the guy? Isn't there? Yeah, it was uh, Anthony LaPaglia. Anthony yeah. LaPaglia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, great soundtrack to that movie too. Yeah. Cool. Wow. That's a fun movie. Have Bo, have you, neither of you have seen that? I haven't. Pat? I can't even remember what yeah, I saw. Vaguely, I mean, like, I vaguely remembered it. I don't yeah. know. 
It might be twenty. Well, it has to be. Well, fifteen isn't nineteen ninety five. Yeah. So. Yeah. So twenty seven yeah, years. Yeah, it has been a long time. It's funny. It's not. Joe, I'm going to leave the couch now. This month, though, like it's been referenced recently in some conversation I had, which okay, I'd have to go back to it. And and I lumped that one together. I must have seen him at the same time because I kind of lumped that one together with that thing you do. Yes. They both yes. I, interesting. They're, they're different. They're different movies. They're very they're different movies. Do, yeah, but I don't know for some reason. And I'm it, they come around. They came out around the same time. I must, I must have seen them really close to each other because in my mind, I lump those two together. Like whenever I think of Empire Records, I'm like, oh, I should also go back and watch that thing you do, and vice versa. Hmm. I don't know why. Wow. But it, it might have just yeah, it might have just been seeing them close together. Yeah, a young Robin Tunney. Jeez. It kind of comes back to you when you start looking at pictures, but. And you say the soundtrack's pretty awesome? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a pop soundtrack, right? Or a rock soundtrack. Yeah. So it's not like uh, instrumental. But they, they, they have some good music pulls in that movie. Cool. Yeah, Till I Hear It From You, Can't Stop Losing Myself, Hey Joe, Video Killed the Radio Star, Ready Steady Go. Oh, wow. If You Want Blood, You've Got It, Counting Blue Cars. Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. How liar! Who knows where thoughts come from? They just, just appear. appear. <laughs> God, now I want to watch this movie again. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think I have a copy of it. I think I have a copy of it somewhere in the house. Donna I know I do. This movie, we might yeah. have to watch it this weekend. She's always yeah. liked that movie. Huh. Money. That's what I want. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. soundtrack. All right. Well, my pick for '90s, and I. This is another one where I kind of struggled a little bit. I at one point in time I had the Matrix on my list for the '90s. Um, I had a couple of other ones that were on here, and I, I just kept going back and forth on this. And finally, I settled on all right. Well, what's one that I can quote or I have quoted regularly that comes from the '90s? And I ended up having to go with Wayne's World. Like that is Are one of the time? first. I, that's the first. The I, first CD soundtrack I ever bought was Wayne's World. I looked at it for a moment as I was putting my list together and I saw that you had it. I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to double up on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there is, there's just, there's so much in this movie. And, and for sometimes for no reason, like things that don't even seem to connect. I'm like, and what would I like? Why would I even have, I do not own a gun, much less many guns, which would necessitate the need or a gun rack. What am I going to do? with a gun rack and then uh one of our uh pat i think it was one of your co-workers had uh, her boys were playing out in the street the other day when the i think when the um the shutdown first kind of happened yep and i think she posted up a video on facebook or somewhere and she's like this so much reminds me of wayne's world and yeah playing out in the street and then a car comes by and everybody's like car <laughs> game on game on that's awesome that's this that's is awesome. good stuff uh so for this one i <laughs> i had to pick um so I went into my average Joe, and, and, and my average Joe quote was, What if he honks in the car? I'm giving you a no-honk guarantee. <laughs> Phil, um, if you're going to spew, spew into this. Nice. And there's so many. I mean, you could pick so many lines from this movie. I, I could have just gone with the word not. Right. That would have been fine, too. Party time. Um, excellent. Excellent. A uh, sphincter says what? <laughs> but my favorite one and the la- and I actually did this 
This is one of those times where I posted something up, as we mentioned at the very beginning of this episode three days ago. Um, I posted this up on Facebook one of the last times I went to a, a conference, like an education conference in Milwaukee. And before I left the city of Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I posted this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I posted this on Facebook, and some people thought that I was being serious and sharing uh. about the history of Milwaukee. They didn't know it was from this movie, and that uh. actually made me enjoy it even more. Right. Um, one of my cousins actually was the only person to post up because I posted up everything except for the very last line. And then he replied with, I was not aware of that. Um, (laughs) Nice. So so my expert level quote is, my name is Wayne and this is Garth. (laughs) Nice to meet you guys. So do you come to Milwaukee often? Well, I'm a regular visitor here, but Milwaukee has certainly had its share of visitors. The French missionaries and explorers were coming here as early as the late 1600s to trade with the Native Americans. In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land. I was not aware of that. That's awesome. And I got to say, too, since you brought up Alice Cooper, what a great soundtrack this one is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was that first... First CD I ever bought was this one. Mm-hmm. And it was hands down, like I, no question which CD. When I went into the store and I was like, I just got a CD player. I, I think I had gotten a, a, a Discman or something for my birthday or, or Christmas or whatever it might have been. And I remember going to a store and be like, all right, I, my dad gave me enough money. I can buy like two CDs. Which one am I picking out first? And the minute I saw Wayne's World, I'm like, nope, that one. That's it. So, choice That's two, it. I'll have to figure something out. But yeah, choice number man. one, I, I got to go with that one. This movie introduced me to Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, never, a lot of people. I never heard that song before. You had not heard the uh, Bohemian I'd never heard that, that? Uh, that song before this movie. Whoa. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not sure you're not alone. And can I also point out that this movie actually beat The Office to a very famous phrase? Does anybody know what it is? That's, That's what she said. Yep. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, when Garth is holding the picture of Claudia Schiffer. He's like, hey, yeah. are you done yet? I'm getting tired of holding it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, man. So then, uh, that mo- was that in their <laughs> sketch before the movie? Um, I wonder. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's one that they regularly used. Yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that's, almost, that's almost a pet peeve for me when people credit that line to the office. Mm-hmm. Like, no, know your TV and film history, people. Yeah, that movie needs a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know which one I almost wanted to go with, just because it's so funny, and it would have it would have totally been if you didn't know Wayne's World, you'd have no idea where this come from. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and played a girl bunny? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, neither did I. I was just asking. Just asking. <laughs> I still here's one I use. You guys ever see that scene in the movie Scanners when the dude's head blows up? Garth is sitting there, eh. I'll still say that. I'll walk into a class and if all the kids are like and not talking, I'll be like, hey, everyone. Everybody okay? And then I'll look at some kid and I'll go, you ever see that scene in the movie Scanners right before the <laughs> head blows up? And they're like, it's like, all right, I'm just saying. And then, you know, sometimes if it's, if there's like one of the sign interpreters that are in there, I'll look at like her and just like say that line and she'll start cracking up and all that. And some kid goes, what movie is that? I'm going to look that up. And I'm just like, okay, have fun. 
I, one of my even even as a kid, one of my favorite lines in the movie was when they uh, when uh, the the manager of Makita's Donuts is talking to the camera, and he's like, yeah. "I've never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it that if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder." Right. What are you doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. That's right. You know, John, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but you mentioned mm-hmm. The Office. Yeah. And with that, I had another movie pop into my head that could have been my 90s pick. Now it would have been Office Space. Oh, yeah. Oh. And mm-hmm. instantly I just had a flood of quotes. Like, just pour, like I was like, oh, this would have been a really solid choice. Yes. Yes. Office Space really is really good. good. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, uh, Man, see, there's just so many. And there have there have oh. been times where if there's, like, something that we need to do with somebody in the tech team, now that I'm in charge of the tech team, there have been times where, like, yeah, so, you know, if, if you could just... Um, if you could just make sure that those iPads get put over there, that would be great. Yeah. I'm going to need you to come in a little bit earlier tomorrow because uh, we've got some stuff we need to hand out. To- yeah. There's one on the bottom of the thing up there, too. Man, is it too late to change Wait. my pick? Yeah, there is. No, you can change your pick. That's fine. <laughs> in the same cabinet. You going to office space, Jeff? I'm, I might have to go office space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. PC load letter. What does that mean? <laughs> I'll say that. And like, and like, I mean, I, I hate to say it. There's like a whole generation of teachers now that are like adults and that, that just don't know what PC load letter. Well, like now I don't even know what it means, but like, don't even know the, like the, the, like having looked at a printer going, what? Yeah. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it at work all the time though. When the copy machine is stupid and stops working. Yeah. Like, yeah. PC load letter. Looks like you've That's been missing funny. a lot of work lately. Instead of missing it, <laughs> we 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 fixed. What exactly you said? We fixed missing the it. glitch. <laughs> oh, so you fired him? No. no, no, we fixed the glitch. Oh boy, that's funny. Oh man. All right. Anyway, I, like I said, that, I, that I, I don't want to like, go off on too much of a tangent because mm-hmm. you know we're, we're already up to episode three hundred three. Right. Guys, we hang on for a few more minutes. They might have got the cure for COVID out there. <laughs> oh, man. Since you mentioned, I just have to say the, uh, the um, definitely the office space one is the whole sequence with the, uh, you're just not going to go? Yeah. You get, won't you get fired? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't really like it. And uh, I'm not going to go. So you're not going to quit? No, no, not really. I'm just, just going to oh, stop going. Well, what about, about bills? bills? What about yeah, I don't bills? think I'm going to pay those anymore. Either. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pay you that either. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I want to take you out to dinner and then I want to go back to my apartment and you watch like Kung, Kung Fu. Fu? Do you ever watch Kung Fu? <laughs> I love Kung Fu. It's a jump yeah. to conclusions, Matt. I know. I, there's, there's a few times like in the last few, <laughs> the last few years when something has happened, I'll just be sitting there and, and it's, it, maybe it's with, you know, one of the other uh, tech people that we work with, but I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just start mumbling something that nobody can hear. And I'll end it with uh, uh, set the building on fire. I did that. I did that. Yeah. One more chance. I told him I, it's, you, my stapler. I asked for no salt on my margarita. And it's a, this one has salt on it. <laughs> Oh, well, last time I, I did not get the last pizza cake. I did not get the last pizza cake last time. There's not enough pizza. To, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, what's his, what's his wife's name? Cynthia? Or is yeah. I don't know. I just feel like she's having an affair. Yeah, dude. I get that feeling too. 
Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I look at her and, <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, because you're totally like, everyone's expecting him to go, oh, don't worry about it. But yeah, man, I get that idea too. Why would you say that? I don't know. I just look at her and, <laughs> the other part I like is when he's staring down the doorknob because he just knows he's yeah. going to get shocked if he if he touches the doorknob. Just like, oh yeah, ow. yeah. Or or when they're talking about, I'll tell you what I'd do if I had a million dollars. I'm going to keep it family friendly, but the but the name is like I two chicks oh, at the that, same time. <laughs> okay, that's so you would edit it. You know, sounds like a case to the oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Has anyone ever told you it sounds like a case of the Mondays? No, <laughs> heck, no, man, no. I, I believe you. You could get beat up for saying a thing like that where I work. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, now that I've completely derailed episode three hundred four. No, we got another uh, great. We got another hey, great. It's flick. probably an honorable, an honorable mention yeah. that we all would have got to, but somehow we. Yeah. Because right. well, uh, I might have that might have even taken over mine, but yeah. Wayne's world. Hey guys, mm. we're looking at Wayne's basement, but that's not Wayne's basement. <laughs> Garth, you just spoke in haiku. <laughs> Fantastic movies. And I, just for the record, I did send a clip because there's one more uh, Goodwill hunting one that I actually frequently say a lot when somebody like, you know, you go to lunch and somebody doesn't have money and they're like, you know what? Hey, I'll pay you. It's uh, it's when um, when um, Ben Affleck's character takes the place of him at the interview. So that interview is always classic. <clears throat> He's like, oh, you know, this might work if I had two hundred dollars in my back pocket. And then they're like looking for their one. They're one guy. I don't have any money. Will you take a check? And he's like, you're suspect. So I always tell people you're suspect. Yeah, you. So nice. All right, that's happening. Well, Pat, why don't you bring the mood one. down and talk about your '90s pick? Yeah, I know. I, I, I didn't. I oh, didn't. Wow. Uh, I didn't choose the order here, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> this is one of those that I had to break the rule. And for the average Joe quote, I, I could I could only bring it down to three. Um, but but all of these quotes kind of hit the same concept. So conceptually, it, it's it's I've got one idea behind these. Uh, you know, three quotes. And I'm just going to first put my, my disclaimer in there. And I mean, you know, talking about a, a war movie, I think it's easy, it's easy for someone, especially if someone hasn't ever served a day in uniform, to like get kind of like hoorah about it and, and kind of glamorize it or try to appropriate, uh, you know, some of the things that are in there. And I, I'm freely admitting I've, I have never served a day in uniform. So I, I, my goal is I don't want to sound like that. But I think the power of war movies really is, is um, you know, it, it puts, it, it can kind of give people a glimpse or give people an idea or hopefully give them the, the, the um, encouragement to go read about a subject and not to look at something like you would like an action movie. You know, like, like I love the movie Commando, but I'm never going to look at like Saving Private Ryan and try and get the same enjoyment if you can call it that, the same feeling that I would in like watching a movie Commando. And I think that's because it's, a movie that depicts, you know, fictionally, but it depicts real people um, doing real things. That being said, I think a lot of the quotes in there not only bring home what soldiers have gone through, but also I think there are things that we can kind of like, at least that I try to take and apply um, to my life. And, you know, and I'm going to say is if, if, as I'm describing this, I'm also been, you know, influenced 
by a couple of, uh, I guess you could call them, for lack of a better term, motivational speakers or people that have given speeches, both of them service members. If any of you remember the, the Admiral McRaven uh, commencement speech, the former Navy SEAL about, you know, do these 10 things uh, for life. Fantastic speech if you've never seen it. And then also the, he does leadership training and uh, motivational speaking and, and has a great podcast. Uh, Jocko Willink, also a Navy SEAL. And so some of the things I'm going to say are, are, are things that I've learned kind of listening to them. And, and this movie and these quotes kind of bring it together. So anyways, my, my little disclaimer. The first one um, is... Uh, <sighs> you know, if going to Ramel and finding him so he can go home, if that earns me the right to get back to my wife, well, then, then that's my mission. And it's, uh, you know, when Captain Miller, the Tom Hanks character, it's, it's um, I'd say, like, maybe the three-quarter part of the film, uh, maybe a little bit before that. And, um, you know, they're on this mission that it's kind of like they didn't understand it to begin with, and now they really don't understand it. One of their, um, uh, uh, one of the other guys in the squad just died when they're assaulting the machine gun nest. And, um, you know, he's grappling with, does he just, kill the soldier that, you know, the, the German soldier that they have taken capture, you know, the, his squad is mutinying and it's just all going downhill. And he kind of breaks the mood by telling him, well, he was a school teacher cause they all had the pool going, trying to figure out what he did before the war. And he's describing this and, you know, it's interesting because he kind of sums the whole thing up. Um, and he says, you know, I don't know who private Ryan is. I don't know why I'm here. And it's kind of like, he kind of gives credence to like, I, I really don't understand how this fits into the bigger picture. But then he kind of brings it home and says, but my mission is very simple. I just need to get back to my, my, my wife. I need to get back to my family. And hey, whatever I've got to do to do that, if, if, if doing this gets me back to my family, my wife, well, then that's what I'm going to do. That's my, that's my mission is to just get back to my family. And to go beyond the movie and go beyond the, you know, you know how can someone have, faced with those circumstances have to do that? I think that's good because I think sometimes it's easy to get for myself, you know, whether it's, you know, your job and, oh man, I got to do this. Are you kidding me? Or, oh man, I got to do this tonight. I want to just go home or really you're handing me this. Why do we have to do this? This makes no sense. And I think it's good and kind of humbling just to say, well, okay, I might not understand everything I'm being asked to do. I don't know why I've got to go in and do this where, you know, other people don't, but you know what? None of that matters. What, what matters to me? I want to get home. I want to get home to my family. And if, doing this gets me home to my family or helps put food on the table or whatever, then that's my mission in life. You know, that's the important thing, not, not the job that I have to do. Um, the second one that kind of relates to that whole idea of just, Hey, this is my mission time to get after it, uh, is the one where, you know, his whole squad is kind of complaining and they're like, yeah, captain, what do you think about all this? And he just stops and he says, Hey, so captain, what about you? I mean, you don't gripe at all. I don't gripe to you, Riven. I'm a captain. It's a chain of command. Gripes go up, not down, always up. You gripe to me, I gripe to my superior officer, so on, so on, so on. I don't gripe to you. I don't gripe in front of you. You should know that as a ranger. And I think that is such a powerful thing because it's like, don't complain. Yeah, don't waste time complaining. And definitely don't complain to the people that, you know, you're responsible for leading. Like, I'll say work. Like, if something crazy comes down, I'm not going to go and go into the band room and start saying, you guys aren't going to believe this. Can you believe that, you know, admin is saying blah, 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 or this came out like that. That's not how that works, right? You can't do that. It totally weakens the whole thing and it weakens you in your students' eyes. And it's a good reminder to just like not complain. Your job is to tell 
your students or take it out of the school thing coming home, right? If, if I'm having a bad day or something bad is out there, doesn't do me any good to go complain to my kids. What's that? That's not like my job is to go to my kids and say, hey, that I get it, but this is what we're going to do to keep moving forward. They're not going to see me complain. Like if I need to complain to someone, I'm going to tell Tammy, hey, can we please, you know, the kids are in bed. Okay. Like shut the door. Now I'm going to complain to you. I'm not going to complain in front of my kids and bring the whole thing down. And, uh, I, and, and, you know, just because this podcast is 18 hours long, I'm going to make it longer. The follow-up to that quote is they said, okay, fine. So you don't gripe to us. What would you say if like, I was a major and I was asking you? And then his uh, Captain Miller's response is something to the effect of, well, then I'd say this is a wonderful mission, sir, with a high value. And it just goes into this whole thing about how he would just tell him, yeah, this is a great, this is a great plan. I'm happy to be a part of it kind of thing. And at first you think, oh, yeah, okay, he's being sarcastic. But then in the same token, you think about it like that whole complaining would you really go into the boss's office and say, this is a bunch of crap and I think this is, rah, 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 rah. dude, what's going to happen? Any boss is just going to tell you, yeah, whatever. Okay. And this guy, I can't work with this guy. So what do you say? Okay. That's the mission. I'll do it. That's fine. I'll take it. It's a, it's a, it's a nasty job. I'll do it because you kind of like you not, not, it's not ingratiating, but you build up a relationship. Now you have a relationship with the boss because the boss is like, okay, this guy's going to do the hard work. Okay. And then if something really bad comes down and you have to say, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. You have a relationship with your boss as not being a complainer so that, you know, like they might, they'll listen to you a little bit more. So I think that that second quote kind of fits in with, okay, well, this is my mission. Very simple. Whatever I got to do, the big goal is get home to the family. So better not complain about it. And the final one um, I think is so powerful in its simplicity. And that's like, okay, well, what do you say then? Okay. You're not going to complain. Okay, you're not, you know, you're focusing, okay, the big overall, I'm trying to get, like, and that's the... Stand out of your weapon. Keep those actions clear. I'll see you on the beach. And that was, uh, if you guys remember when, when it, it shows them going in for the Normandy invasion, and they're sitting there in the Higgins boat, and uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I couldn't imagine, I, I can't. And uh, they're sitting there and they're going in on the Higgins boat and they're giving them just their final little, you know, instructions. I think the, the, the company sergeant is sitting there and it's like, don't, don't bog down, keep moving, don't stop at the traps, you know, those big wooden trap things because that's, you know, don't bunch up because, you know, the machine guns will look for bunches of, you know, just some final little pieces of information. And then the last thing is, you know, not like, okay, well, there's a good chance you're all going to end up dead or if you make it or the, it's just, I'll see you on the beach. They all know it's going to be bad. They all know that, that, that no one wants to do this. And the last thing he says to the, his men is, I'll see you on the beach. And it's, it's like, it just kind of puts, in my mind, it puts that focus forward of, okay, we, we're not going to sit here and like laundry list all the bad things that are going to possibly happen. We already know that. We're going to focus on, I'll see you on the beach. And it's not of good luck. It's a, I'll see you on the beach. Like I'm there with you. I can't promise you good things. I can't, but I'm going to be right next to you, you know, every step of the way. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be the complete Debbie Downer, but I mean, I think back to when did things kind of go sideways this year? For me, I'll be honest with you, it was the end of September. And so, I mean, that's when we got the news that uh, mom's cancer had returned. And I, I'm just sitting there thinking like, man, I can't, I, I mean, on September the 24th, if you would have said, hey, Pat, guess what's going to happen this school year and start laundry listing everything from that to 
other stuff that's been happening in the family, the coronavirus and all that, I'd laugh. I'd be like, yeah, all that's going to happen, whatever. But now I'm thinking like, oh my God, now, now it's like I set foot out the door, I wake up in the morning and like, it's easy to kind of like let your mind race on all the bad things that can happen. But it's like, you know, what, what do I say to my kids? What do I say to myself? And it's like, I'll see you on the beach. I'm going to plan to live my life. Like I'll see you on the beach. I'm going to make it through because that's the only way that you can move forward. You know, you can't bog down and imagine all the things that are going to happen to you. It's just a very simple, I'll see you on the beach. You know, I'm trying to figure out what do I tell my dad? You know, what do I say to my dad after, you know, all the things our family went through and, or my, my siblings. And it's just like, I can't say anything that's going to change the situation other than I'll be right there with you. I'll see you on the beach. So I, like I said, I know I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting beyond like the whole military thing, but I just thought that those three quotes kind of summed up that you just have to keep moving forward with whatever, you know, your important thing in life and not complain about the stuff you have to do and just, you know, focus forward. Um, the expert level quote is, Tankbuster, sir, P-51s. Angels on our shoulders. What, sir? James. Earn this. Um, it's, it's at the very end when, um, you know, Captain Miller's been shot and uh, uh, Private Ryan is sitting there and, and, they're, and, and, then, and then the guy from Jersey, they're, you know, they're working on him and he looks up and he just pulls Ryan in and he looks in his ear, or he looks in his ear, he, he says in his ear, he says, you know, earn this, earn it. And, you know, I, I, I the, the simplest thing I can say is I think that's, that's when you see a movie like this or hear a story like this as I said, I've never, I've never served a day in uniform. And I think that, you know, what's, what's the best thing that you can do to help honor the people that, that did and have, and that have fought for that is man, they, they fought for what we've got. And, uh, you've got to earn this. You got to earn that. I'm thinking about like all those doctors and nurses that have to go back into the hospital with this whole thing going on, man. And, you know, they've, they're sacrificing a whole lot. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got to make sure that we're living, or I'm living my life that I've earned that gift that they've given us, you know? Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't want anyone to think it's too cheesy at all, but I just want to take a second and sum it up and just say that, uh, uh, from, a, from a grateful American, I greatly appreciate everything that our soldiers and sailors and Marines and the men and women in uniform that the sacrifices they've made so that I've, I've been able to have a pretty good life. So that's kind of saving private Ryan. I know I kind of went off on that, but you know, that, that last quote with earn this, you know, it's uh, you know, it, it sits kind of heavy. So anyways, those were my thoughts on that one. You, your quote about the beach too. I kind of, I mean, I can't say that it specifically happened at that 
moment that that line, but it was during that kind of sequence and it might've been happening during that line when I think back of it. But um, I saw the movie live, you know, like, like I think first weekend in the theater mm-hmm. and pack theater. And before there were, there was before and after as far as people exiting the theater, but there were servicemen, 70, 80, you know, like they're, they're up there in age. And, and before they even opened the doors and anything, anybody got shot. There were some people who were already in tears and just got up and walked out, had to walk mm-hmm. out. There were a couple guys, you know, and it just like just the build of that about those doors to come down. And I think, you know, the motion of that line, like you just said, you know, there's people they didn't, you know, like all that. Um, and then obviously with the shooting and everything, it was so graphical. There was also a number of people who had to get up, like in terms of not like these are people who are war veterans mm-hmm. had to get up and leave. So it was just too, it, 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 it was so well done in terms of the filming. And like you said, the words and dialogue setting it up and just even the silence setting up those lines, mm-hmm. you know, before that, the calm before the storm. Yeah. But, um, and whatever he says at the end is another great quote. The one where he's at the gravesite. Did you mention that one yes. too, where he says like, tell me, tell me yeah. I was a good man or what was it? Tell me. I, tell me I've lived you, a good life. Tell me I've lived a good life. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. it's not even about tell me I've, I've, I'm a good person. Just tell me that this is that, that, that I've earned, earned I've earned yeah. this life. Cause I remember that. I mean, that was the, that's the moment when he started doing that, that I was tearing up at that point. Like, Oh, absolutely. That kick in the, yeah. At the end. Cause he's just like, so he realized everybody that died for him and, and you know, the other quote that I really like from that movie is um, when Captain Miller's talking about, you can't, you can't just remember somebody. You have to remember them in a certain context. When, when private Ryan's like, you know, it's funny. I can't even picture my brother's faces right now. Yeah. It's like, well, you have to remember them doing a thing. And that's always stuck with me. Like, you know, just when I try, when, when I do think of people, I, I make sure I, I, I tie it to a specific situation that happened. And sure enough, I can always picture whoever it is. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that part at the end when it cuts tell me back I'm a good to man. real time. Yeah. Tell me I'm a good man. That's what it is. Um, it? He says, uh, Let's see, Ryan's wife kept, uh, tell me I've loved a good, tell me I love, I have led a good life. And then she says, what? And he says, tell me I'm a good man. And she says, you are. And he stands back and salutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to live my life the best that I could. I hope that was enough. I hope at least in your eyes, I've earned what you have, uh, what you all have done for me as he's talking. Now. Every day I think about what you said to me on that bridge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. good, good, a good, good choice. Play. Yeah, all a little right. bit more of a, a little bit more of a somber wrap up. Sorry, I didn't, you know. No, that's all right. That's all right. Let's go back over Wayne's World, <laughs> gonna, so we can all sleep. Tonight. I was going to say Road Trip, but I think that's in the two thousands, right? <laughs> if he was a flavor of ice cream, he'd be praline. No, um, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Um, so anyway, I, the other um, posts that we got on the social media accounts, actually mostly through Twitter for these, for sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and 90s. Um, for sci-fi, horror, we had quite a few responses. We had the Cinema Guys, at the Cinema Guys uh, podcast. They said, for horror, definitely the movie Scream. Mm-hmm. That would be an excellent right. choice. Excellent choice. Um, at Jesse Bickers on Twitter said uh, they chose Predator, and they had the quotes, get to the chopper, and if it bleeds, <laughs> we can kill it. <laughs> Yeah, there you the go. Chopper. That's a good one. Yeah, do the chopper. Um, and then Jason Colvin said, "Aliens or Empire Strikes Back." Mm, okay. So either one. Aliens, aliens, aliens has definitely got some great quotable. Game over, man. Game, Game over, over, man. 
Uh, and then Jason Colvin for fantasy also said the Princess Bride. So we Princess Princess Bride for the uh, hat trick there. Uh, and then he had said this for comedy. Uh, we need to post it on Facebook, but on Twitter for his 1990s choice, uh, Jason Colvin said Dumb and Dumber. Good movie. So that's what we got. So that's going to do it for episode number 300, gentlemen. Wow! And now that it's uh, now that it's now that it's September, um, you know we'll, we'll be back to school soon. And what what day is this? <laughs> Does it even really matter anymore? It's, it's going to be day. cold and gray and last you the rest of your life. <laughs> I've started a, a a new day every day. My house is called Same oh, Day. There you go. I like it. What 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 day is that it? Day. It's Same Day. Oh, there you go. That works. And then uh, it also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also lends itself to, well, yesterday, same, <laughs> yesterday, and, and tomorrow, and then uh, same tomorrow. Tomorrow, I like it. I like it. Tomorrow, yesterday, same, and same day. Yeah. So that's outstanding. Start start using them. Start using them at at, at your will. That's outstanding. Okay. Are you going to put that on your your next uh, remote learning assignment? It's it's due by the by the end of same yes. day. <laughs> I, I you got to do it at least once, man. Ed Rooney's office. Ferris Bueller's online, too. Maybe. I guess you should have called. I did call earlier when using the phone. Earlier when was that? Or later when then I uh, le- left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner, five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Hey, guys. This is Jason Colvin. 30-something movie podcast super fan. I was just calling to the 300th episode. I was looking back. I think I jumped in about episode 78. So I've been with you guys a couple of years now and uh, enjoying everything you guys put out. So congratulations. Keep up the good work. And uh, you guys do a great job. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 300. So you can join us back here next time. Uh, let's see, probably the next couple of weeks or so. Actually, our next month is Experiments Gone Wrong Month. For episode oh. number 301, it's going to be the movie Flatliners. For 301. That's funny. The one either is going to be Super Size 300 or it's going to be like 301, 302, 303. Um, so, yeah. So if it ends up being 301, 301 Flatliners, 302 Total Recall. Um, and then let's see, 303 is Awakenings and 304 is Darkman. So those are the movies coming Love up. Love Darkman. Yeah. I have never seen it. Yeah. So I am oh, no I'm very curious Whoa. to see that one. Yeah. That's surprising. That's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen and it either. My uncle showed me really? possibly when I was too young, maybe. Okay. That's okay. Your uncle's wasn't, his name wasn't Steve, was it? No. Okay. My uncle Steve was the one that showed <laughs> and me. And really, by the time really this young. came out, Steve. By the time this came I like, out, I was I like nine, so... I, Steve. Yeah. I got a wallet. It's probably fine for a nine-year-old, like right? I like pizza. I like pizza. <laughs> I got a wallet. Hi, Steve. Good party, Steve. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one could have been listed. What year was, what year was that movie? 96? It might have been 96. I don't know. You seem to have a sixth sense about the years movies came out. I never doubt you. 96. 96. Okay. As I said. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being. Well, thank you for being here for all of the last 300 episodes, but especially for this one where we got a chance to, you know, the whole gang back together again for the first time in, I don't know, who knows how long. 
So it's thank you everybody for being long. here. Since uh, episode 250, probably. Probably. That may actually have been the last time we were together. It could be, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. So join us back here next time when we got our experiments gone wrong month. Um, yeah, obviously, we talked about plenty of other movies tonight. We're all going to probably go watch something or fall asleep at this point. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So come on back here. We will see you back here next week for Flatliners. And in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next week.